Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. IPA, the best IPA I've ever drank. Mostly because I brewed it. If you have a scale that is good for measuring cocaine, you're probably good for measuring hops on cocaine. You're scaring me. <laughs> I think the information is awesome and the audio sucks. Make some sugary water, throw some yeast in there. And you're going to drink good beer. Yeah, it's, it's going to be good. It's fine. From the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with, well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the session. My name is Justin Crosley. I'm your host tonight. I'm your host tonight because I skipped Burning Man for you, Sully. <laughs> well, welcome. I'm, I hope that wasn't a disappointment. Uh, no, not at all. Okay. Uh, I, I skipped it for you, though. I, I was going to go, and I thought I looked at the calendar. And I went, you know what? Sully's coming in studio. It'll be like old times. Yeah, and healthier for me than exactly. going to, to Burning Man. <laughs> so You can do your own Burning Man at home the one day. That's what I figured, yeah. yeah. It's better to burn for one day than seven out in the desert. Take all the, take all the drugs at one time. Yeah, at my age, yeah. i got to be careful about these things. That's true. You know. I'm almost uh, almost 41. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> the big four. Who would have thought? Sorry, right off the bat, the dropping the F-bombs. <laughs> this is like old times here right now. I always like having you back in the studio, Sully. That's why you're invited in for the first part of the show. You know, we don't do that anymore for, for guests. That we, we do a half-hour bullshit, uh, unless we really like you, which is rare. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, Sully, you, you always get to do the whole show. Wow, thank you. I thought it was yeah. because I was old and you really let me go home early. <laughs> no, you still got to stay for the whole interview. Uh, real oh, quick, right. thanks I'm to... to I'm trying to bring back the old days. You know, have yeah. That's right. Mic. Yeah. It feels great. Makes us feel good. Yeah. Makes, makes us makes feel, us feel younger. younger. You've really come a long way, too, just to reflect for a moment. I don't want to get into your segment That's here, all right. I mean, look at this place. If you got new t-shirts outside, you got there's like 200 people outside. <laughs> I mean, you know... Nice holiday uh, I'm curious, Monday. though. The guy that does the intro? Yeah. Who is that guy? The, He's probably the, dead by now. <laughs> okay. um, I didn't want to say that, but it's I John knew, McCain. 
I knew him from uh, uh, CBS Radio. In fact, he would have been the guy that recorded your spot with you and Nico years ago. That's right. It was that guy. He was their producer, but he had this golden voice. That's right. And that we became friends, and he, as a, out of kindness, he, he voiced this intro. I've been thinking about this intro lately. I'm I'm kind of I'm done with it. I'm ready to give us a, a new intro. The only reason I've hung on this long is I love the guy's voice so much. But he's gone. Like I don't. He's not. I have a, no idea where he is. Radio guys, they just move. It's around. like our commercial here. It's just we should probably change it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. Right. It's been canned. That's yeah. unusual. Well, now we're available using... in Washington, Oregon, and Alaska. You know, like in 29 freaking states now. Right. <laughs> Come people, on. People listening are really. They're, they're being shorted. They don't know they can buy your beer. Yeah. Where, can, I can't. I, I see it in Massachusetts. I, I, what's, what are they talking about? Yeah. Our listeners know, I think. I think they know. You know. We, we should do something. And then there's the whole, like, um, pushes, like, redo of it. You know, the. Oh, that uh, yeah, with Andy yeah. Wood voicing it. Yeah, that's, that's the right. one we play most often. Where's Andy often Wood now. these days? Is he still alive? He's alive. Okay. Uh, and Andy Wood's doing well. Andy Wood was in the chat last weekend. Really? Oh, wow. or, I'm sorry, last Monday. Okay. Oh. Yeah, we haven't seen him around the show in a while. I see him from time to time. He's out being a principal. He's a principal. Oh, yeah. he's got to be, yeah. you know. Uh, yeah, I think the parents found out about his, his <laughs> podcasting experience, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, we have, I was reminiscing with Schumann about the Pacheco years oh, yeah. over, over the weekend. Because he just had his third child, and I think that's made him feel like he misses the old days or something because he just was like oh, he doesn't miss S-O-S. the old days I don't care how old you got how many kids you got you miss the old days yeah I get, he's like Pacheco man those were the best years of my life yeah, he didn't know it did he <laughs> Oh, yeah. And I just was like, yeah, I mean, it was good. You know, we had like fun. Liking, oh, lighting, yeah, the neighbor, fun lighting the neighbor's, you know, uh, roof on fire with a firework. That, that happened. I yeah. think Sam set off. Maybe? No, uh, that was Natty, uh, okay. who you'd vaguely remember. But anytime you were around Natty, trouble happened. Yeah. Uh, smartest kid I ever knew. But boy, did he cause trouble. <laughs> Too smart for his own good. Yeah, those were the days. Those were, yeah. I remember we'd go, we'd go smoke a hookah after the show yeah. and hang out in my kitchen. You guys would play. Um, you and uh, Schumann would play guitar and sing. <laughs> yeah. I always wanted that one radio song. I'd sit there and tear up. Yeah, and then I would find my way home. You know, I, 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 our old producer Moscow. Uh, you know, I partnered with his family on on this bar and say that with a more uplifting voice, please. Uh, <laughs> you know, this happened. You're getting there lower and lower. You're, you're, you're depressing me. Yeah. Come on. Well, no, Hi, that, for me. That's all a good thing. But when I was experiencing some Brewing Network burnout about a year ago, and I was, uh, I just was in here complaining about shit, which is why I took a break because I, you know, who needed to hear me complain oh, all the time? Okay, okay. But I remember. Um, Any better? I was complaining in general, even about this beautiful studio that we have. And, and, and I remember Moscow taking offense because like he had helped us build up to this place and was like, wait, really? So, uh, sorry you have a shiny new studio in a bar in, in a successful well, bar your anyway. and you're not sitting in your smelly hot garage anymore. Uh, which, you know, he was right. right. However, those were I like those, those were a lot of, that was man. a lot of fun. You I know, remember the first it, it was raw. I was on yeah. and it was raw and I remember I was having this like come to Jesus talk with you and myself about where this thing was going to go and I, yeah. I was like, I got to tell you I was frankly right. <laughs> you were right. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. Um, but there's still, you know, I I I'm glad we are where we are of course. There's air conditioning. Um, it's fun to be in a bar when we we can have a beer afterward, but uh, there was something about the the, yeah, d- the dirtiness of the of how we started. It's 
like me back in the old days when I was brewing every day at the pub in San Francisco, you know, and now I don't really do that anymore. So yeah. it's, a lot, it's a different company. And, and you don't miss that all the time, but I'm sure that every oh, yeah, now and then yeah. you go, uh, it was kind of cool to just walk into my little pub in San Francisco, yeah. brew a beer. Absolutely. Friends would show up, have a beer with you at the end, and you go home. You know, so again, it, it's not that you wish for something different. But it's nice to think about those days. Yeah, my eyes are blinking now because I wish I still had those. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Are you not married still, Sully? <laughs> Just checking. I don't know. You know. No, I have a girlfriend, Allison. It's been going on for three years now. Oh, that's a good, um, good one for you. Everybody in this room, but you, I think, has met her. Have you met her? I'm not sure I have. No, he met her. You, she was at. Well, I don't want to say where she was in case she wasn't there. (laughs) (laughs) Bevo knows. That was Allison. Bevo knows her crew. He's like, wait, don't ever say where the girls were and and what their names were. (laughs) Was she the nice lady that I met at JP's wedding? Yes. Okay, then yes, she you've was. met her. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Then I like the way you said nice lady. Wait, that's more than, you've been married more than <laughs> three years, haven't you, JP? No, it'll be three years, uh, September sometime. Okay. Look it up. I think it's the 18th. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. That sounds right. My birthday. Yeah. My birthday week. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I've met her. Okay. That's going well for you? Yeah, it's going great. Are you happy, Sully? I'm mostly happy, yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm... Uh, Probably eighty-seven to ninety-five percent happy. That's great. <laughs> I, had to like I think that's fantastic. Quantify. Yeah, I think I am. <laughs> I mean, there's some days when I think I'm forty-five percent. I can keep going with this, by the way. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> you tell Justin's back in therapy. He's asking those therapists yeah. questions. Oh, I talked to you about therapy too. <laughs> uh, apparently, I have a team of therapists now. Huh? Oh, you do. Takes a team. I went. I went for one, you know, little consultation, and by the time I left, she's like, "Okay, so I'm going to introduce you to your team." Jesus. <laughs> oh, yeah. Whoa. I was like, "Wow, I'm crazier than ever." There's like three or four of them in there. Did you get to leave the hospital that day? I did. Did you have to spend weekends there? (laughs) I got this whole, I have so much work going on that I had a fantasy the other day that I would go to my appointment and that they would admit me because I would have a great, you can't argue with that. You can make that happen. It's an excuse. You just, there's a couple keywords that you can say. Hurt myself others. You're right. Well, and I, and my thought was that like those who know me, people who don't know me be like, oh my God, is Justin okay? And those of you that know me, He'd be like, oh, he's fine. He practically admitted himself. He's on whatever drugs they're giving him right now. He's happy as a clam. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, therapy helps. Am I right, Sully? Oh, yeah, 100%. There we it, go. It, it can turn you around. Everybody, if you Everybody need help, please get help. Everybody listen to <laughs> it's true. Yeah. It's true. Uh, real quick before we uh, carry on some more, because I like this kind of stuff, uh, this show uh, and every session that we do, of course, is brought to you by our good friends over at More Beer. You can go to morebeer.com and check them out. Um, and they've teamed up with the great John Palmer uh, to make 27 different beer kits on the recipes found in Brewing Classic Styles, written by uh, Palmer and Jamil Zanishev. The kits are true to style and are all within BJCP guidelines, enabling them to be easily entered into that upcoming competition. Buy two kits and get fast and free shipping from More Beer. And thanks to More Beer. Uh, our, well, Sully is, More Beer's our first longest sponsor, and Sully came on only weeks later as our yes. second longest sponsor here at the BN. Uh, for the 21st Amendment, you mean at 563 2nd Street. That's right. I always yeah. think of it as you, because let's face it, in the beginning, it was just generosity. 
now I do feel like we do something for the brand, but in the beginning it was literally generosity. Well, yeah, I mean, but you have to you have to build the village. Yeah, that's right. Uh, tonight we will be speaking with uh, Sully, of course, from the Twenty First Amendment, um, at, and also. Fieldwork Brewing Company. You guys have done a collaboration beer together, so we're going to be talking to Barry and Alex from uh, Fieldwork about the collaboration beer you guys did, uh, named A Terrible Idea. Yes. Okay. Yeah. We, so we, we can get into that, that later, but uh, where the name came from and the beer and all that, but uh, Great. yeah, A Terrible Idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fieldwork, another one of our favorite local breweries here, uh, and I, I, we'll talk to them a bit about their business model, too, because I, I really like it. They're, they're one of the I think one of the first breweries who took up that uh, that California law that allowed you as a brewery to open multiple locations. It's not that no one had ever done it, but they did it with gusto. They did it from the, as a plan, as yeah. a business plan, right from the get-go. And it's brilliant, I think, what they did. Uh, they're doing very well because of it. It doesn't hurt that they make great beer. Uh, so we'll talk to them about that and, of course, get to know the collaboration beer, which is on tap at the Hop Grenade right now. Uh, you can come down today or probably for the next day or two um, and, and have the beer here at the Hopkins in Concord, or uh, might as well tell people now it's going to also be distributed in six packs, right? Yeah. Yes, it's in six packs as well. Is it already out in? Yeah, in, it's oh, it's, uh, it's out there, and wherever we sell beer, you'll find it. All right, and we'll check it out. And, and, and here's a little teaser: it's going to be in our uh, winter or fall winter variety pack. So oh, okay, it's like an IPA pack. Nice. nice with that in there. You guys do a lot of variety packs now? Variety packs are huge. Mm-hmm. It's sort of an extension of like kind of the rotating nation of craft beer right now. Your bars like that as well have different beers on all the time. I think people want like, you know, different, you know, uh, opportunities, different vari- different types of beer in one pack, so it does really well. Didn't didn't you have to buy a specialized bottling line or canning line? We can just our, to, we can our beer, Justin. We can ju- <laughs> just to do variety packs. We did actually. We thought about it ahead of time, and we have what we call the variety pack spur, which comes off the main line. This is going to take a half an hour to explain. <laughs> and and there's six stations in there. So what we do is we run the we run the beer, we package it in a tray, and then we have uh, we have six people. You know, the stations pushing the beer back into the Douglas multi packer that basically forms the box and puts the beer in the box. Typically, the way variety packs are done, it's just by hand. Like, That's what I thought. It's just like, you know, there's like, you know, a, a guy or a gal sitting there and just pulling from different boxes to fill another box. Yeah, my understanding was that even, you know, craft giants like Sierra Nevada had to figure this out because right. they were doing it by hand for a, a long period oh, yeah, of time. They outsourced it to people who were doing it, were doing it by hand. Okay, yeah. yeah. So you planned ahead for this, and we now. thought, you know, we just thought we were going to be doing this type of package, and yeah. Um, yeah, I guess we won on that one. So we had the beer uh, <laughs> yeah. line configured for that. Yep, we can handle up to six flavors. Is it your uh, beers, uh, I say is beers. it your b- uh, best seller every time you do a variety pack? Or yeah, no? it's it's huge. I mean, variety okay. packs are just ginormous. Um, you know, we do one for Costco too, nice. uh, oh. which is a you know a case twenty four uh, cans, and so it's um, it's really taken off. What about is watermelon wheat still the best selling single beer you produce? So water, uh, Hell or High Watermelon is. Sorry, uh, that's right. <laughs> I just put my branding hat on there. Uh, Stephanie's right, going to be really happy with me. I do this all uh, the time. So yeah, it's a, our best summer seasonal. Okay, uh, it is the summer seasonal. It sells the best during the summer. Uh, that's why it's called summer seasonal. Um, and you then, only uh, that's a seasonal beer. Yeah, we, it comes out yeah. March through like uh, October. Was that always the case? 
It was actually even at huh. the pub when we were brewing it back in the day. We would come out like essentially when baseball season started, then it ran through you know the end of baseball, which was around like October. Okay, that um, had nothing to do with the watermelon growing season or anything well, like that. Initially, it did. I mean, uh-huh. um, we would we were you know we now contract watermelon juice, um, but back in the day we were getting watermelons, and it was interesting because you kind of tracked like the harvest. Mm-hmm. So it it started like South South America, and then came up through Central America, Mexico, then finally up to the United States. And so you know the, the watermelons initially were kind of a so, um, but that's why one year we did actually sell it year round, oh. and what's when we were selling beer, like, uh, started selling beer in the Northeast. But you just found that people like you know they don't want to drink that beer in you know December, hmm. you know even in warm states like Florida where they're like oh. where they you know, they seemingly would be able to, but no, they want once you know that you know that Starbucks you know uh, you know pumpkin latte comes out you know all those all those summer beers go away. Right. So back to so, his question. Uh, Per month, Hell High Water is your best-selling beer. It, it is, but right now we're also um, – right now uh, we have a new beer, well, relatively new, called Blood Orange Brew Free or Die. Oh, yeah. Oh, and that's just – that's blown up as well. Oh, it's that's so good. That's off. why. I love that beer. Thank you. I've seen that. Um, yeah, it's uh, you know it's using real, real fruit juice, and it's got a lot of hops behind it that sort of help uh, complement that citrus flavor. Okay. It's All a right. great beer for uh, – here's the plug. Yeah. If you're an IPA drinker uh-huh. or not an IPA drinker, you're going to love this beer. <laughs> God. Do you put that on the can? I guarantee it. <laughs> I guarantee it. <laughs> guarantee. I'll hand you a can when you walk in the door. <laughs> All right. Let me do a couple of uh, quick things here so we can uh, get on with the good stuff, too. Uh, let me do some announcements. Uh, brought to you today by Drake's Brewing Company, uh, another one of our very most favorite local breweries. Uh, you can go to drinkdrakes.com and check out their new Bright Side extra brute ipa one of the pioneers of the style and uh it's a real good one if you're interested in in that brute ipa style people are starting to talk about um check out drakes go to drinkdrakes.com um our Concord Oktoberfest, I've been telling you about this. The first ever Oktoberfest here in Concord is happening October 12th and 13th. Tickets will probably be on sale by the time you hear this uh, podcast because I'm putting them on sale tomorrow morning. However, you don't need tickets to go. It's a family. Uh, it's a free family event. Uh, you can come and enjoy all the food and the music and the kids area. Uh, but if you want to enter the beer garden, it's going to be 25 bucks. Gets you a commemorative half-liter stein and a couple beers in that, and you can buy extra drink ticket so uh, that's the only thing for purchase uh, and food but you can enter the park uh, and enjoy all the festivities uh, it's october 12th and 13th so save the date it's all craft beer i'm not doing uh i am doing all uh lagers um most of them in fact probably 99 percent of them will be german style lagers i might just fill in one or here with my favorite breweries but um yeah it's not like Hofbrauhaus and and the oh, okay. other oktoberfest beers that you find which i have nothing against i just i want fresh beer so we're doing a brewing network style where it's all craft breweries that'll be involved um yeah i'm actually i'm probably gonna bug you about el sully i think el sully still fits in my little lager zone there at the oktoberfest tent so i probably want to buy some of that beer from you Thanks for having us. <laughs> You'll be the one ethnic beer that I... Uh, <laughs> POC beer, please. Yeah, yes, yeah. Uh, so uh, we're going to have 20, uh, 20 or so, uh, probably a little more breweries, and uh, it'll be a good time. And I, I got a 20-piece German orchestra. 20? 
coming to play, uh, which should be a lot of fun. Um, Are you flying Danielle over? And You know, I tried to get her to... She was here just a couple weeks ago, oh, and really? I was that trying time. to get her to, to come out and, and join us, but uh, no, she's not going to make it, unfortunately. She'd be disappointed anyway. I think everyone else is going to be impressed. Uh, oh, it looks like Oktoberfest, but she would come in and be like, hey, shit. <laughs> Look at Shaista. There's no one pissing underneath the table. This isn't real. Yeah. Uh, I will be wearing my later hosen, though, which I know oh. you own, Sully. I will wear What's the date um, again? October 12th and 13th. It's okay. two nights. Uh, I'll bug you about it when I bug you about El Sully. And then, yeah, you should that come, exciting. come wear later hosen with I me. I will do that. I'll, you know, it's a little startling to see me in later hosen, so, or later hosen, <laughs> as you say. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'll do it. Uh, you should. There's the, We have a German dance group coming um, that will do a performance and then teach others. Uh, I will be doing that as well. Yeah. <laughs> Stein holding competitions, uh, maybe a pretzel eating competition, you know, fun stuff for, for everybody. So mark your calendars Sounds and great. check out the brewingnetwork.com or conqueredoctoberfest.com and tickets will be up uh, tomorrow. So uh, you can do your Amazon shopping uh, right on the on the homepage. Just click the Amazon links and it's a great way to support us without costing you anything. Uh, you just shop as you will. And uh, thank you to all of you uh, that do that already. Uh, subscribe and join the BN Army, too. Hit the donate button for as little as $2 a month. You're entered into the More Beer monthly donation giveaway, which is a chance to win 100 bucks to spend over at More Beer, uh, which is a great thing that they've been supporting for a long time. Plus, uh, you support the show that you love the most, which is um, this one and then all the other Brewing Network shows. Right, JP? This one first and then all the others. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay. Get uh, updates and pictures and fun things that we're doing over on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Send feedback to feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com. That's where we like to see your letters to us. And, um, yeah, I think that's all the announcements I have uh, for you. I like it. Yeah. Okay, thank not, you. Not too bad. Uh, do we have a Twitter game today, JP? Yes, we do, Justin. Twitter game is brought to you today by Beersmith. You can go to beersmith.com and check it out. And right now, uh, they've uh, just put out their, their all-new version, Beersmith 3. And you get a free 21-day trial. You can check it out. But Beersmith 3 has support for mead, wine, and cider recipes for the first time ever. There's a water profile tool built into the recipe builder, so you can build and match water profiles within a beer recipe. Mash pH estimation and adjustment built right into the recipe builder. Uh, new support for, you like this one, Tasty, Hop Whirlpool Editions, oh, uh, which includes time and temperature for each item. Uh, there's a completely revised database, including hops, malts, fruits, juices, honey, um, and a style guide for mead. It's got it all. So go check it out. You get your free uh, 21-day trial over at beersmith.com. What's our Twitter game, JP? Well, uh, I want to speak directly to Twitter. Okay. For a second, to the people, to the net netizens of Twitter. I got it. Um, I'm outraged today, oh. for one. I'm outraged. Okay. And I want to know what, what Twitter is outraged about today. Ah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm not going to complain about my outrage, but I would like to turn the tables and take upon your outrage upon my broad shoulders. What it, unload on me. What, what are you, you outraged, outraged about? about? What's going on? Twitter's always outraged. Twitter's like the home of being outraged. <laughs> yeah. So, Are you not going to complain about your outrage for the whole show or just this segment? Um, well, I don't know. It'll change. Who, who can really tell? <laughs> right. Um, it depends on how outraged you are. The current outrage I'm fine with right now. Got it. Yeah. Uh, all right. What are you outraged about? You're asking me now? I just <laughs> no, told you. It's fine. Not you. Oh, no, okay. it's fine. Who's one first? Uh, all right. That's our Twitter game. And how about some feedback before we have to take a break, shall oh, sure. we? Sure. Let's do that. 
Feedback's brought to you today by the Beer Law Center. Go to beerlawcenter.com, and our good friend John will take care of you as well as he takes care of us. He's protected that hop grenade for years. He can protect your trademarks, too. Also does TTB filings and anything you need, well, beer-related. Go to beerlawcenter.com. All right, just a couple things in the feedback today. Ian writes in, uh, I love me some JP, but great to have Justin back at the helm. Great show with Armistice last week. Thank you for that. Um, I also love me some JP. And, but I, I, do too. I also had a great time with Armistice last yeah, week. Yeah, they're great. They're fun. I thought that was a fun show. It was uh, good. It was a good time. Uh, you know those guys at All Sully from Richmond, California? Uh, yeah. Brother and sister team. First brother and sister really? brewery team I've ever interviewed. Yes, and, I uh, have met them. Yes. They're fun. Uh, they used to hate each other. Now they don't. Oh, wow. Uh, that's so that's a whole, like, their brewery's like this whole reconciliation thing they got going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, folks, you can check out the show last week. But I'm just saying, yeah. I had a great time on last week's show. Did they get into it? Did you try to, like, dig deep and go, like, yeah, but remember that thing that happened and then it blows up? They, I did try a little, but they <laughs> seem to be fairly good at, at dealing with that now. However, uh, one of them got shithoused. Yeah, homegirl drinks. Which is always a good time. Yeah, it was good. That's funny. <laughs> I mean, kept her composure on the show, you know, uh, and then was sleeping on the couch when we got out of the studio. Oh, she's, uh, she's there right now. Yeah, yeah, it's still there. Uh, but you know what? They were a lot of fun and brought us some good beer. So. Yeah, that was great. Anyhow, uh, he has some questions. Uh, let's see. Justin teased a loggering forum that he hosted a while back in Colorado with Colorado Brewers. Um, it was Prost and Zwei, um, and they were debating over processes like decoction and such. By the way, I'm translating this guy's email. He was drunk when he wrote this. <laughs> um, totally translating it. Um, <clears throat> Anyway, uh, us logger obsessed are are waiting impatiently, and when will we, when will we see that? Yeah, it's so, a good juxtaposition of being an impatient logger brewer, <laughs> right? Funny. Yeah. Uh, well, the the problem with that is me. Uh, what that actually was was a session live from Fort Collins that I completely screwed up. In fact. Sully was on that same show, and uh, I may have salvaged Sully's um, segment in the beginning. Well, he's a pink st- <laughs> But it still wasn't <laughs> a complete. Will go out. It was a complete tech- technical failure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a, a video with audio and a regular audio, so I had redundancy, and it all completely failed. And mm-hmm. because I didn't have a producer, it was just me. I did not know it failed until three quarters into the second interview with the the logger people. Uh-huh. I completely fucked it up. So you'll never hear that show, unfortunately. But it was good. Yeah. <laughs> recap it right now. I can pretty much recap it. Yeah. Uh, you know, they gave, obviously, some great nuances and some detailed information. But my takeaway was, essentially, the premise was this. Um, Prost Brewing Company out of uh, Denver, only does decoction mashing, mashing, traditional decoction brews. And Zvi does not. Uh, they do step mashing, I believe, but not decoction. Um, and the idea was to have them argue it out a little bit. Um, <laughs> and, uh, of course, they didn't argue much. I could definitely tell the difference in the decoction mm-hmm. brewed beer. Hmm. Um, they were both great beers, and that's not just me being diplomatic. I really like Zvi's beers. 
Um, and if and if I had just drank Zweiss beer, I wouldn't have been able to tell you it wasn't decoction mashed. No, without something to compare it to. Yeah, right. but side by side, there there was a, a richness, a, like a layered quality to the decoction brew that was kind of unmistakable. Um, and so, in the end, I believe we just decided that uh, if you've got the time. You should decoction mash. You know, if you're a home brewer, especially, I think you'll notice the difference in your beer. But you're also going to produce a great Hellas or a Pilsner if you don't. And my idea was that you know Dan Gordon's been in here for years, just saying there's only one way to do this. Right. You got to decoction mash. Oh, I get right. You. Uh, and I was trying to add fuel to that fire. <laughs> uh, so the diff- I guess the difference is like okay, de- in decoction, you're denaturing uh, some of the enzymes because you're boiling it up, bringing it up to a boil, right? Yeah. That's that's different than step mash. You don't denature anything until you take it to like the one sixty five Fahrenheit step, and you denature everything there. So nothing is denatured in step mashing, but it does a lot in a in a decoction. Well, and, and maybe I'm not understanding you entirely. But once is, you raise is it, it to ju- boiling, you're denaturing all the enzymes. But is it just the but? That's only a portion of it. Yeah, but there's also like the melanoidin, uh, or like you're actually adding flavor too by the decoction. You're freezing the body that's there. Is that? Yep. And then you're adding it back to your original mash to raise the temperature up. Okay. Is that what you mean by denaturing? Yeah, you're talking about flavor. You basically bring it to high temperature and add it back in your mash to bring its temperature up. I see. That's as you're bringing that temperature above what one fifty-five, one seven sixty-five. It just gets denatured. Okay. So it doesn't have any more diastatic part. Got it. Well, we did not solve the age-old question uh, at the end because they were both great. But my preference was definitely the decoction mash, you know. Um, But only if I, like you said, only if I had a side-by-side. Sure. Because I drink this, I drink this vi all the time, and I go, "What a hellas! It's amazing." Yeah. Uh, it was only when I just did it right side by side, and, and it's also tell. hard because the recipes were probably different, the grain bills are probably yeah. different, they were sourced probably differently, they're fermented probably differently, different e- yeasts, and all that kind of stuff. Yes, so it's, 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 but it's hard. Not, not so much. Actually, that was a, that was a really fun part of the show. Yeah. They ended up admitting after discussing their beers that they were nearly identical. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, a couple differences here, but that in in recipe and ingredients they were almost identical. Same with the water. Uh, Every, pretty much their whole process and their, their whole thing is pretty much the same. Uh, water, Except, m- water might have been different only because they're oh, in Tula. Zvi is in Fort Collins right. and Prost is in Denver. Right, but but I bet it was similar. The charter uh, was probably uh, the same. Yeah, yeah. Um, so but still. Like, sounds like you have to redo the show. I know. And I and learn, oh, it, and learn how to push play. I, yeah. <laughs> record, record. After sorry, all record. these years, yeah. Yes, course, I probably did push play. Uh, but that was I, the show that I was on with Gordon, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. uh, from Funkworks. Okay. Yeah. So. That's a shame. I, I, I owe it to everybody to redo the show, really. Um, anyhow, you'll never see it. There you go. Here's um, <laughs> the answer to your question. Yeah. And then a quick suggestion, he says, um, to have a guest, uh, Yorkshire Square Brewing from Torrance, California. He says it's all English all the time, majority cast conditioned and wow. served via the hand pump. Uh, really impressive beers. Um, I guess the brewer is formerly from McLeod, which we've had on the show. Uh-huh. Yeah, the kid Andy, I think. Okay, um, yeah. Probably. So Ian says at the very least, JP should make a stop on the way to Disneyland. He would approve. I will. Uh, all right. Thanks for writing in, Ian. I appreciate that. Um, all right. Joe from Castle Rock, Colorado writes in, I'm a few shows behind, but I heard the first What Gives Tasty bit on the Family oh. Business Show. I don't know about That's this. Right. What is that wasn't what even gives a bit. I, I responded well, like I was a bit or something. It was, uh, it was an email okay. titled, uh-huh. What Gives Tasty? And I just I thought I was reading feedback. And I was like, you know, that would be a good segment where we just ask 
what gives, Tasty? And then he just takes I mean, 30 yeah. seconds to say whatever the fuck he, you know, and that's... I like what this. Gives, why, did, why haven't we brought we that just, back? I, I think I did, didn't oh, I do one yeah. like, and what, what about these beer prices? It was where, beer prices. Where are they yeah. going up? <laughs> well, that's what he said. He goes on to say, um, uh, he went off about beer prices, <laughs> but also on 25-year-olds. Yeah, yeah, they're messing it up. They're making all these bad decisions. They're, they're willing to pay, you know, whatever. Oh, not just like life, but in beer, they're messing yeah, up. Yeah, they're just like, yeah, they don't know, you know. Got it. Like trading. Drink and... at the uh, cheaper place. Okay. Yeah. Well, Joe also says, while I've got your attention, fuck millennials. Um, oh. So, oh, there you go. Hard. Yeah. They got I mean, a beating last week. I'm, I try. I... But he goes on to say about the price thing, Tasty. Uh, oh. He says, I saw this article about founders brewing, dropping oh, beer yeah. prices yes. to compete there with the big guys. And he says, I thought <laughs> it was... It, well, now we got to get Slice Take, but hang on. Jesus. He says, I thought it was interesting. We've got a few big breweries here in Colorado that have started to offer 15 packs of their lagers for 15 bucks on sale. Yeah. So I buy that whenever I can. He says, I'm not paying $10 a six-pack, so I end up buying Modelo a lot. Um, that doesn't help anybody, though. He what? says, once again, F millennials and their avocado toast. Cheers from Joe in Castle Rock, Colorado. But founders are also big people. They're not craft beer. They're owned by and, someone else. And avocado they? toast yeah. is really yeah, they good. Don't, they don't rock the, the craft uh, logo. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they're owned by Mao, which makes uh, San Miguel. Oh, okay. Spanish company. Are they wholly owned? Do you know, <clears throat> you know I, I think it's I think actually thirty five percent. Yeah, I think it's uh, okay. above the threshold for the yeah. BA. Which is what's the BA? Th- is it thirty percent for 25, the BA? Twenty five. Okay, got it. Um, okay. By well, the way, I, I buy water uh, Heller High Water uh, all the time at uh, <laughs> my place for fifteen ninety nine. A six pack. Fifteen pack. A fifteen pack. Yeah. Really? Yep. That's a killer price. It is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's an amazing price. It's, like, it's a total wine and more. Okay. But they're really, really competitive. At the Safeway, it's going to be like eighteen forty nine or something like that. That's still it's a still good price a good for price a for sale, yeah. It's been on sale for fifteen fifty nine. Right? I mean, the great danger in craft beer is selling on price. That's a danger because, you know, it costs a lot of money to make this stuff. And so mm-hmm. that's, that's the problem when you're competing with larger companies like the big, you know, like Anheuser-Busch and certainly Mao to a certain extent. Um, but you're like, I mean, they can kind of, they have a lot better way of doing things than we do. I mean, mm-hmm. they get better collective buying power in terms of their raw materials and I can keep going on about this. But, and so, and also they can kind of let it, they can have a loss leader too. You yeah. know, you can kind of lose money on a package, but make it up on another package. So right. it really hurts the smaller brewer. If, it, if, I hope there's never a price war. I mean, Mm -hmm. I think maybe brewers might have like a lower brand or something. You're kind of seeing that in some ways where maybe it's a a lighter blonde or something like that. Maybe the price is lower. I don't know. Is 805 that way? Is it, is, it, is it line no, price with like the regular like? Yeah, I think it's six no, no, eight nine bucks. I can get a, uh, a, a case for under for under twenty four dollars, like twenty three yeah. ninety nine. So you know, you're it's just it's, it's just a great danger because it really the margins are already tight in distributing making beer and distributing it, uh, especially with breweries. Uh, you know, any brewery. Yeah. So when that starts happening, you're like, oh shoot. No. Do you think it's realistic that we won't have a price war? And I'm not even talking about soon, but eventually. I don't, I don't think right? we will because I mean. The problem is, is that the distributors want to make margin too. So it's this margin is passed all the way down to the consumer. Right. So we sell our beer to the distributor, you know, for a price, and then then the, the distributor sells it to the retailer for a price, mm-hmm. and then the retailer, and it's all it's going up the whole way. Mm-hmm. And so it can't get to a certain point where it's gonna it's unrealistic then because yeah. you want to move beer. So Got it. I mean. 
crappier prices are going to be going up. I mean, it's just it's just the nature of the beast. It's like any other like you know consumer product out there. You're going to see rising prices. Yeah, and we're talking um, entirely off premise, like package, package yes, what you buy at the exactly. store, what you buy at the bar. They just charge whatever the market will bear. Mm-hmm. They don't care whether. They're charging one seventy five for a half barrel, or, or two twenty five. Just going to charge, you know. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Do you think that craft beer prices will either are or will rise faster than than other things that we no, know I don't love? Think so. It's in I, line. I, you no, know, I think because everybody's really sensitive to it. You know, we're all like, "Hey, what are they mm-hmm. doing over there?" Like, you're always like looking at each other, like, "Hey, uh, Sierra, what are you doing over there?" You know, or uh, and so uh, or New Belgium. You know, because you're so you're all looking at each other and like. Because ballast made the big jump, like weren't they the ones that invented the fifteen dollars six pack? And they, they made like a giant leap. Yeah. They didn't go. They've been going backwards on that too. Yeah, they've gone back on it too. I mean, yeah. I think it was in a lot of ways that was probably you know if I had to read the tea leaves on that, that was before the sale to Constellation. Mm-hmm. It was probably to increase you know yeah. uh, revenue per barrel the, and then you know, forecast and create like a you know the the, the value of the company uh, mm-hmm. to be greater. Got it. Um, right before that, I. I I think we talked about it on the show. I saw it for eighteen ninety nine a six pack a six pack of oh. sculpin. <laughs> wow, yeah. And that and then a month or two later they got bought. Okay. And then now things are still around thirteen to fifteen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it 13. came down a little bit, but uh, that really left a bad taste in my mouth. Craft or or not, like, eh, come on, man. Yeah, I was in Southern California at my folks' house. I went to like it was pavilions or something like that, and I saw that's the first time I ever saw Ballast Point. And that's it was like fifteen ninety nine, and I was like. Is this because it has to travel this far? Right. Right. Well, in fairness, it was one of the early fruited IPAs. I mean, it was a, a beer that you couldn't get too many, none of too many people had it, and everybody's got one. Yeah, but that, that's then like, that's, like just a, that's just a that's just a supply and demand thing, not a not a cost yeah. of goods thing. Right. Really, it was unique. A lot of people never had a fruited okay. IPA, so there's sculpin. Yeah. yeah, so they were charging a premium for the sculpin not fruited for the. Oh well, no, they, they, they were the original wasn't, but then they very quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, grapefruit, grapefruit, and. Yeah, mango. Yeah, mango. He's yeah. like everything sculpted. Watermelon, right? yeah. Dorado. Oh, Yusuf's not with the company anymore, so it's okay. <laughs> uh, that answered his question. Yeah. Um, all right, Joe. Yeah, there you go. By the way, uh, he says at the end, you know, I'm not paying ten dollars a six pack, but I pay ten bucks a six pack quite often, and I clearly must think it's it's worth it because I actually refuse to 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 drink beers that are often, uh, you know, seven and six dollars. In fact, I guess maybe a, a better way to say this is. It's rare that I find beers I really enjoy that are on sale yeah. for, for seven. Sure, don't expect it. And, yeah. and if I'm going to enjoy it uh, and I have to pay $10 to do that, I'd rather drink beer that I enjoy for $10 than something I don't for six or seven. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will always, you know, if there's a little Safeway special on one of my favorite craft beers, then I'm happy. I'm mm-hmm. stoked. But I'm not too surprised anymore when I'm paying 10 bucks. It's well, cheaper than drinking out. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's also one of those things where it's like, look what, you know, look what you're competing against. I mean, wine and spirits. It's yeah. still a great option. It is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a bottle of wine. I mean, it's like, you know, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five dollars. Yeah. You know. For so. anything anything halfway decent. Exactly. Yeah. So buy beer. Buy beer. Be okay with the prices. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> all right. Well, enough of all of that. We're gonna take us a quick break, yeah. and when we come back, uh, we'll get field work in here and we're gonna talk about the new collaboration beer between uh two one A and Fieldwork. Uh it's a hazy IPA, so I'll be stepping out. <laughs> JP's got other things to do. Uh hang in there, it's the session, and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters on the 
Brewing Network. Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch Do out! Do you still like to have a good time? The 21st Amendment. Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can. Featuring... Monk's Blood. Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of... Monk's Blood. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Saka JP. Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star solution. Visit Five Star starchemicals.com or call 800-782-7019 800-782-7019 and get the five-star treatment today you're tuned into this session Welcome back to the session. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. This segment is brought to you by the good folks at craftbeer.com, celebrating the vast and varied landscape of American craft beer. Visit craftbeer.com's beer travel section to find your next beercation destination. And as promised, we've got Sully from the 21st Amendment and also Barry and Alex, both from Fieldwork Brewing Company. Barry, welcome. Thank you. <laughs> he just mocked it's great delayed to be me. Here. Uh, and Alex, thanks for coming in. Thank you. It's good to see you both in here. I believe that the last time you guys did a show here, I wasn't here. Yeah, that's what we heard. I didn't get to, <laughs> I didn't get to enjoy the fun that is field work. Well, Beth told us it was actually two years ago, Labor Day, yep. that we were here. Last oh, is that we right? Here. Yeah. So it's it's sort of... Uh, you would have thought day. Bev would have learned to not book a show on <laughs> fucking Labor Day. I thought we yeah. didn't work on Labor Day. We like to keep I, screwing up your holidays, I guess. Do. Wait, this isn't work. 
<laughs> see, that's right. This is all fun, guys. It's all fun. <laughs> yeah, see? Yeah. Uh, well, now, field work is, we've already been talking to Sully, so he can just hang tight for a second. Um, but field work is one of my favorite Bay Area breweries. You guys have quickly become well, that. Well, thank you. And it's not just the beer. It's uh, As an entrepreneur, I just, I like what you guys do. And I was saying to, to Sully at the beginning of the show here that, I, to me, you guys are one of the, the first breweries who really took advantage of the multiple locations that are allowed under your brewery license. Yes. It was always allowed in California. Right. What's the brewery type license that does the this? 23. And it allows, what, eight locations? It allows six, six satellite okay. tap rooms. And I feel like, I don't, I don't understand why nobody took as much advantage of that. And you guys built it into your business plan, right? Well, yes. Um, very intentionally from the beginning, because the... The, the thing that Alex and I had always talked about was the the fresher the beer that you can get to the consumer, the the better you know you're able to represent your product on a local basis. Yeah. And you can you know having a tap rooms um, allows us to talk about our beers and have a narrative that you know we we want to have out there about how it is we approach um, the craft and right. um, it's. Uh, uh, it's been great to us for you know three and a half years. We're we're really fortunate and grateful that people are coming out and enjoying the. How the many beer. do you how many do you have in the three and a half years? Well, we have Tavern. the main Berkeley Brewery, and then we have tap rooms in Monterey, Napa, San okay. Mateo, Sacramento, and we're <laughs> opening in San Ramon about eight weeks from now. Wow, that's a lot in three and a half years, don't you think? Well, you weren't here two years ago. I, I really had a lot more hair, and uh, I wasn't <laughs> yeah. as gray. Right. But, That's know, a lot of work. I don't believe it. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it. A tremendous amount of work. Yeah. And um, it's, uh, at the same time, really rewarding and a lot of fun. You get to be the local brewery in all of those communities, not just not just your original location, which is the Berkeley one, right? Yes. Yeah. I hope so. I mean, I would think so. I, I mean, I, I hope that people, you know, consider us a, a gathering place, a neighborhood place, and they'd like to come and, you know, bring their families and their dogs. And Do you brew you know, at each of those? No, under the license, you're not allowed to. So, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, the duplicate licenses, you have your brewing location, and the duplicates are not allowed to brew. So anything know. we do beyond the six, we have to incorporate a brewing component. Why do you think they incorporated that into the law? Well, I mean, Sean probably has a little more background on this than I do, maybe. And he's looking at me. Like, <laughs> now, I, would, um, I would think they'd rather, you know, just, of course, I'm thinking of it logically, which is probably the wrong way to go, that they'd rather you have breweries at each location. Well, the, the, No, it's, I think it's the tap room is the, is the part you're really speaking to. Right. Is that they don't want, like, um, a larger brewery, let's say, uh, you know, an ABI brewery, to basically open up tap rooms. So they restricted the amount you can do. So the compromise was six. Yes, compromise was six. Because wineries have a similar privilege, but they're only allowed one. Okay. So you get your your main winery and then one uh, satellite tasting room. I see. The the uh, privilege always existed, but it was for you know if if Sean's huge brewery needed another place for storage, <laughs> which <he'll, laughs> you know they would create a duplicate license just so they could control what was in that space it was okay. a licensed premises okay and it wasn't until i don't know you know um, maybe 2012 or 13 that stone the, was the, one of the first ones yeah right? stone was the first one yeah. to that i that i uh, remember you know doing it in south park uh, yeah. in san diego to take advantage of the sort of retail aspect. Okay. All right. 
And how did uh, you two, Barry and Alex, how did you guys team up and, and get together on this? Did Tinder, you? I think. <laughs> was Snapchat. Come on. Yeah. He slid into my DM. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. And the rest, as they say, is history. No, I mean, um, well, if you had showed up to the last one, you would know the story. <laughs> but so I true, ask, so I, true. That's what you get for enjoying your Labor Day last No that one point. remembers that show uh, anyway. So, um, long and short of it, uh, you know, I I work uh, in human resources in San Diego, and I had moved to Carlsbad. And people not familiar with San Diego, San Diego's kind of divided up by, you know, four sectors. You have East County, you have South Bay, you have San Diego, and then you have North County. Um, nobody crosses. So hmm. all my friends that I once had in San Diego would not come see me in Carlsbad, and they replaced me with Barry. Okay. So I kept hearing, oh, we're going to go do this with Barry. And I was like, fuck Barry. <laughs> it was and, a Barry guy. Yeah. And then uh, it was right when I had won the homebrew contest with Ballast Point, um, and I think it was when the first commercial yeah, the first, was coming yeah, out yes. um and we're having a bottle share at our buddy tory's house and um barry lived in his neighborhood and so uh we were just tasting the beer and hanging out and got along great and then i ended up moving when i took the job with ballast point i moved back into san diego proper okay um and barry owned and i lived in hillcrest and barry owned at that point in time it was i mean it was the only place over in craft beer right in hillcrest so um, Is it a tap house or? Yeah, no. organic restaurant and craft beer. Okay. Organic restaurant. Organic restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> it was organic. <laughs> you know, we grew all of the bottles wow, outside I in the garden. I was going to get in, <laughs> yeah. in concept and execution. So, um, oh my. And so we, we ended up building like this uh, great relationship. I'd go in there all the time, hang out, we'd talk, and uh, just got to know each other really well. Uh, it, this actually ties in so well, though, too. Yes. The beer we're here for, because yes. um, when we can, I just totally blow the warp whistle and jump to the beer talk. I don't see why. It's not. the brilliant network. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I'm not wearing pants then. <laughs> um, but so um, that's part of the whole why we named the beer a terrible idea. Because um, part of my spiel of why we should call the beer that was, I was like. The fact that Barry wanted to open a brewery and was like, I want to do it with Alex. It was a terrible <laughs> fucking idea. Like, and I'm sitting there going, man, that's an the awful worst. idea. But um, we did it anyways. You just, you just liked his beer that much? It wasn't his sparkling nope. personality. It's never been his sparkling personality. <laughs> yeah. You, you liked his homebrew. Well, well, he was also no, pro-brewing. No, he's, yeah. he's pro-brewing. And, okay. you know, he, and I'm gonna, he's going to hate me for saying this, but he made the very first keg of Grapefruit Sculpin for my place. Okay. And we served a New Year's Day in 2012. And, you know, the keg was gone in 45 minutes. Wow. Okay. And, you know, so um, that, that sort of was – I tasted, you know – by that time, he he went on to modern times, yeah. and oh, you know, yeah. we were drinking good beer together all the time. And I, I just was like, well, I, I really want to do something else, and um, you know, I'd love to collaborate with somebody who knows what they're doing mm-hmm. and who would, I think, benefit from a platform of being able to do their own thing. And that but was he Alex. chose me, which was a terrible idea. <laughs> terrible. So, well, it's worked uh, out. Well, it, it yes, really it on paper, it was a terrible idea, but in practice, it's worked out. Which is exactly why we named the beer that, though, because I mean, uh, yeah, when we're when we're brainstorming for the name, uh, which a naming a collaboration is the most obnoxious fucking thing on <laughs> earth. It, it, if you can imagine a, a couple 
the, the amount of bullshit they go through to name their child. Right. I'm sure they argue back and forth nonstop. Yeah. Uh, you're going to live six months. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Breweries spend even more time trying to pick the fucking name. Yeah. The, the recipe's banged out in about 10 minutes. The name takes Names a month. So I, I loved how Sean did. Sean's like, hey, come on down. We're going to hang out. We're going to drink beers. And we're going to tell stories. And then we'll pull a name from that, the stories. I'm like, shit, that's pretty awesome. So <laughs> when we're sitting there and we're like telling our backgrounds to each other. We had known each other for a long time, but we didn't know the nitty gritty of uh, how we all came to the industry. And Sean kept on talking like everything he had done was like these obvious things to do. And I'm like, no. So he's like, you know, it made sense. So we quit our jobs and opened a brewery in San Francisco in the 90s. And I'm right. like, that was a terrible a fucking terrible idea. idea. But he thought it was this great idea. I'm like, no, back then, like. Yeah. Of course, we're all lucky that he did, but back then, that was a terrible idea. Right. And then As you, was, you guys were the probably the third brewery to be putting your craft beer in cans? Yeah, I think it was like less than 10 at the time. Yeah. You know? oh, forget that. Not even that they put it in cans, but how they put it in cans. I was there when the first guy from Canada with his little like forehead <laughs> systems, yeah. uh, uh, canning line showed up. Two. It was two. two it was heads. two even. <laughs> would barely fit in the brewery. In other words, it was a terrible yeah. idea. But see, you listen to Sean tell the story, and it sounds like, well, obviously we went with cans. It's like, no, back then, yeah. everybody... Would shit on beer and cans. Like, yeah. Oh, it, 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 it tastes like metal. Right. I constantly would hear that dumb shit set. Oh, sorry, sorry, any listeners who used to fine. say that. My bad. Um, <laughs> you're lovely, but um, you know. And Sean, Sean has this amazing demeanor where he makes these things sound great. And right. They were this, and it's like no. Putting your beer in cans back then was a terrible idea. Right. Um, so all over things, this conversation, so. it just came out. This was the yeah. theme. A yeah, terrible like, idea. Like Alex leaving a great paint job in you know in yeah. HR to you know to become a brewer. Me, I worked for a, a law firm in L.A. Right. Did really well to become a, an assistant brewer, making six twenty an hour at Triple Rock. You know, <laughs> yeah, and that, and, that polarity is in the beer. It's a bad idea, but the beer is really good. Yeah. Sure. Well, can I just say that of everything Wasn't I've putting heard, a, a podcast on back when you did a, bad, a terrible idea. It was I terrible. Idea. It was, was, first it it was a horrible idea. Yeah. Hey, it was what are you doing? Horrible. Even the podcast didn't even exist. Yeah. Exactly. You, you sat there in your garage talking to yourself, yeah, right? That's how bad yeah. it was. Yeah, but then the final tie-in is is we're canning a hazy beer and sending right. it across and the country. Worked. So all these things are for me. It was it's the terrible idea that makes really. And Alex, sense. he's yeah. the one that came up with the name. He just said it kind of all. He was like listening what was going on. We're all telling our story, and it was like we got to call it a terrible idea. Sure. And that that's that's the great thing about the way we do things like that is it's sitting around a table, sitting around mm -hmm. on couches, and then having the having the name just come forth. Yeah. I like it. I think it's a good name. It fits the style, too, because it's such, like, controversy. Contro like, some oh, yeah. people are yeah. like, that's a fucking terrible idea yeah. for a beer, yeah. hazy beer. Yeah. Uh, so it totally fits. The <laughs> Can I say the one thing I've heard in this group that was not a terrible idea was Alex leaving the HR business. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> no he never question. belonged there. I, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was the worst HR person ever. Yeah, I, I actually lo like I loved it. Okay, it, it actually yeah. was like oddly rewarding. But um, like, imagine going to your exit interview and then Alex is across the table there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh no, no, you have no idea. I've laid off so many people. People at Ballast oh, yeah. Point. You did the. You had your oh, yeah, wow. like four, four or five beers in. People at Ballast Point would be like, "Hey, hey, lay me off right now." And I, I I'd lay them off at the bar just for fun and. Because uh, I, I was in HR when the economy took the shit dive. Okay. And, um, I bet so, you were actually really good at it. Though. No, no. I, I, I would want to get I fired was, by you. Yeah. No, because 
I don't know. You, there, you have to have a certain amount of compassion. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, you got to do it. You, you, a lot of people listening right now are like, man, I've been laid off and that shit sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You do have to do it with a lot of compassion. Yeah. And yeah. With well, you're, you're like that. Yeah. But in the, in the down economy, it went from me designing program. I was a program manager. I won't say where I okay. was, but um, when the economy went down, man, I was just, I turned into just the hatchet man. Uh, I was like George Clooney in that up in the air movie, except yeah. really ugly and on the ground. That's rough. Yeah. Yeah. Not, <laughs> not even the glamour side. Yeah. So <laughs> at that point I was like, I, the fact that it was, I was numb to it. I'm like, yeah. I got to get out of here. I'd been trying to get into the beer industry for fucking ever. Okay. And it was so hard back then because no one was hiring and I was just really, really, really lucky that um, Yousef at Ballast Point had the terrible idea to hire me. <laughs> yeah, come and, on uh, board. Yeah. yeah, I mean, again, terrible idea. Well, but it worked out all the way through. I think so, yeah. So, all right, so let's talk about how the collaboration uh, came about. Were you guys friends before hanging? Like, I never know how. Some of these collaborations, I feel like it's just like a marketing idea. Like but, arranged marriage. <laughs> no. But, but others marketing are friends, idea. right? And they yeah. go, oh, we should yeah. just brew together. Yeah. And, and uh, what, which are you? Well, I had, you know, I got to know these guys when they opened. I mean, I live in Berkeley, and so I would, you know, I went down go down to their place but i think it was really uh, i got to know you barry uh we sat i was on a panel um at your place yeah um on craft beer i don't remember what it was like four weeks after we opened yeah and you you were like let's do that's a terrible idea let's just do this right it was somebody else's terrible idea but it was pretty terrible that's where i that's where i met um barry and then uh shortly thereafter i think i'd I'd really just met you, Alex, for the first time around that time as well. And, you know, I'd go into their tap room and, you know, and like anything else, drink beers and then come up with this kind of brainstorm. This idea came out. So got it. That's how I remember it. I might have it wrong. <laughs> and and you, you, you missed all the deep philosophical conversations that we've had along the way yeah, about man, life. He I was going to say, but that, I mean, that was two years ago, two and some change that. Yeah, well, you're on the panel, so like, no, th- three, three years ago, three years ago, three yeah. and a half yeah. years ago. Jesus, we're getting old. Three yeah, years. yeah. but so we've club. been friends for a long time. Yeah. This is something we've won. I, I don't know about. I can't speak for Sean. He probably didn't even want to do this. The marketing people like do it with those guys, but what I've we've wanted to do this forever. And you never know what Sully to wants to do and what he doesn't want. Never to do. know. This is what I've learned about Sully. It, it doesn't matter what he tells you. You never really know if he wants to be doing it or not. You hope, and and occasionally, like you'll catch a glimpse a year later that he wanted to do that thing <laughs> but like through it he's just like yeah no this is great of. this is awesome we no, should no, do it that was, uh, it, it just seemed like a natural fit you know um they're doing great things and i think we're doing pretty good things too and it was an opportunity i think for us to hook up with a really hot brewery and for them to get their beer spread out across the country they are good looking yeah that's yeah. been that's amazing what you mean. for us you know and we just and barry and i just came off a huge tour for like two weeks for like, this beer for this beer like you know doing these uh release parties tour. it was i don't know, i don't know how rock stars do it man. <laughs> it was I mean, rough you, know. you probably didn't do enough drugs <laughs> we we tried <laughs> where did the tour take you san diego well, we started at golden squirrel right here oh yeah yes. sorry yeah we exactly. started at golden squirrel in in uh, oakland okay and um that was a great night and then yeah, from there, for you it was <laughs> Well, come on. All right, keep going. Um, then we what happened to, to you that night? I guess you got the Sally. I had my son there, and I had to leave. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> so I, I wow, made up, I made up just... for what he might have drunk. <laughs> yeah, and right. I, I did not feel all that great the next day. Yeah. Uh, and then we went down to San Diego and um, uh, did a couple of events down there. And then from there, we went on to Chicago. Okay. And um, Chicago was amazing. Had some, some really fun times there. 
We played we played dodgeball. Worst dodgeball game <laughs> ever. As part of the event, it was a, it was an event that was already happening. It was a fundraising event for a bunch of local accounts, and they were meeting at this one bar. And so I get off the plane, I walk into this place, and it's like there's got to be 300 people in there, and it's like hardcore dodgeball. It's wow. like mm. people in like you, you know with outfits on and knee you know, pads. And knee yeah. pads. They've been training. And oh like, my god! I was like coming up with my like high school excuse, like uh, <laughs> I gotta go see the nurse. I have a headache. <laughs> I have asthma. <laughs> I have bone spurs. I can't do it. <laughs> Uh, and uh, yeah, it was it was intense. Wow, we lost. Were there listeners there? Because I can see them being like, "There's Sully with the big head. Hit him with the ball." <laughs> I didn't get too much of that, okay. but uh, there were some people there that from that recognized your radio show. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Fishing for a compliment. <laughs> Did you get hit with a ball? I uh, eventually did. Yeah, but it was in the hotel with Barry after the game. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't one ball, it was two. Yeah. That, was, that was incredible, actually. Um, <laughs> Best night of the tour. You weren't wearing your high school gym shorts, were you? No, I was wearing this really high. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was. It was a lot of fun, and uh, as Barry said, uh, outside. I mean, our staff just like set the whole thing up. It was pretty incredible. So you brewed the beer at the Twenty First Amendment Brewery in San Leandro. That's right. And that's why, because you guys aren't distributed in Chicago. No. Yeah. Uh, so you brewed the beer at 2NA, which means it can go to every place 2NA is distributed, yep. right? It's, it's going across the country right now. Got it. Okay. Um, and was it always going to be a, a hazy IPA? Yeah, I think it was. I mean, we weren't going to make a lager together, I don't think, and there was no plans to do that. And I mean, uh, Fieldwork is really... No- <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> next time. Uh, Fieldwork's really known for, you know, hoppy beers. Yeah. They have great affinity for that, and they make some great hazy hazy IPAs as well. So it just seemed like, natu- <laughs> seem like a natural... They do. It seemed like a great thing to... Uh, something's in my ear right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, and so it, it seemed like a, you know, a natural... An, you know, an a, extension of, like, kind of what they're doing. And then also, you know, the name kind of really fostered even further with being a terrible idea. Because <laughs> <Right. laughs> the great thing about it is that we, t- we actually did a pilot brew of this at the pub in San Francisco. And uh, I was really concerned about it settling out. So we set, you know, we bottled up some bottles and set them, you know, left them alone for about a month, mm. and we didn't get a lot of settling. But there was one point where somebody else had brewed a hazy IP. I think a, a brewer had brewed a homebrew uh, and had left the bottles in the refrigerator, and they and they and completely settled out. And I was wow. like. Fuck. Yeah. What am I going to, how are we going to fix this? And so then I realized it was not the right bottle. <laughs> for like one week there, I was just like, what are we going to do here? No. So, um, that's, that's no, but it's been great. It's actually, it's, it's held up pretty well. I mean, we like to say it's a little bit bitter, I think, than um, maybe a classic hazy IPA. We like to call it as a, as a, as a, a California um, hazy IPA, California Northeast IPA. <laughs> Got a little yeah, bit. Yeah, maybe a little. Yeah. Not a yeah, lot. I, well, I think it's Not, definitely, it's definitely got a good, good firm bitterness in the yeah. front end. The front end yeah, lasts all the way through. And it's funny because we had, you know, you go from brewing at the pub in San Francisco to brew it on a, you know, a 500 barrel tank, you know, 100 barrels at a time. And you're really, you're adjusting. And I think that we, we did three batches of this. So that uh, means you did 300 barrels? or We did, we, well, it's, it was 500 barrel batches, so three, 1,500 barrels total. Wow. Um, and uh, we didn't yield that because as Alex wanted to do, which was a terrible idea, four pounds uh, per barrel for dry hopping. Um, <laughs> well, it's so, the whole <laughs> so uh, the yield was less than that. 
but anyway, we uh, it, it, we kind of adjusted it each time as you move along. Um, so I'm kind of excited that we're going to keep making this beer. Actually, I don't know if I told you guys this is going to be a variety pack. Nice, um, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> keep it up. Oh yeah, I know and this. I, I know this can. And I think uh, we'll. Uh, oh, that's right. <laughs> To redesign the package if it if it takes off. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, Ben Franklin, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. <laughs> well, Benjamin. Well, okay. <laughs> and if and if if anyone gets a chance to see this across the country, the the packaging on this beer oh, yeah. is just amazing. It's really nice. Yeah. And and uh, I mean, they already you know twenty one eight does everything right, uh, but branding is. Uh, is really top notch for them, and and this, when I first saw the package and and the way it was put together, I, I was blown away. Yeah, and I even gave one to my dad. Yeah, nice. A six pack to my dad. Nice. He's like proud. It. He's very proud. It's oh, like awesome. reading the comics. It's got like a story on each. It is. If you go cool. to thebrewingnetwork.com right now, you'll see it as the image for this show that you're listening to. If you got this on iTunes, just go check it out. We're and all you depic- can see all the packaging right there. Yeah, we're depicted as cavemen. Yeah, I saw that. Brewers are cavemen. I was trying to figure out which one day. was you and. Uh, 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 it's actually names and, uh, on it. Oh, there yeah, is. Because yeah. I only names. saw the and Hugo. Uh, Hugo's on there yeah. too. Yeah. So if this goes into seasonal, are you going to replace Hugo with Teddy Roosevelt on the label? No more dead presidents. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's uh, uh, you know you've got like a you got a woolly mammoth being dragged along with yeah. on a like a you know a sled with like triangle wheels. Yeah, I mean there's a little. Oh yeah, Justin, you you would need to see all four sides. I do. I got to check it all but out. But I'm, I'm the one with the club there. <laughs> okay, got about it. to you know save Nico from. The saber tooth tiger. Uh, Nico's the one hanging from a stick. Yes. Got He's it. hanging from a stick. <laughs> but wasn't that a story? Where, where did that story come from? Because that came out of the conversation we all had. That was the black tar pit. That was the story. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and and that, that one's not even appropriate for the brewing network. No, we're totally so, telling that. No. <laughs> but it does look like, like oh, Nico's no, hanging over a tar that. pit right now. I had to think about why that story's good. And that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. I'm just playing innocent here because I completely forgot it. Oh. Well, oh, it was about back in black. Yeah. Oh. oh. Yeah. yeah. The bathroom. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we'll leave that <laughs> away from the listeners' ears then. The people are eating now. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to talk about how the beer is made. But before we take a break, I wonder if I could ask a question because um, I never know how this works. And I wonder if our listeners are curious, too. You do a collaboration beer, right? And you brew it at the 21st Amendment. And the 21st Amendment sells all this beer. How do you, how do you guys financially collaborate? And, and you don't have to give me, like, the contract, but I'm always curious, like, how breweries financially collaborate or do they? Well, they, actually, it's interesting because... Yeah, we'll do that. <laughs> well, Tasty, we gave these guys a half a million dollars. <laughs> what, did you get... No, no, so the way it works is the invited brewery... Uh, so the, the brewer that owns it, the brewer that puts it out, because we have to sell it through our network, Yeah, we own it. Okay. Um, okay. And so you bought the ingredient and the package. We bought all the ingredients yeah, yeah. and all that. I mean, what we like to say is that there's marketing value by being associated with this. So okay. we can't... I don't know if we can legally pay them to be part of it. And that's um, what I really wondered, yeah. is how I don't think that the would finance work at all. Person at Twenty First Amendment has actually seen the bill for these beers yet, <laughs> right? Um, with the four, and with that, the four that's pounds. why Alex is like, yeah. "Oh, you're brewing it and selling it four pounds of hops per barrel." <laughs> well, no, it, I mean that's why it's we'll actually, see if it still makes the variety pack. But that's you know. a great question because of that, though. Is is it 
does throw in when you're doing collaboration is kind of a interesting dynamic where you might be pushing for something yeah. and then the brewery you want to brew with is like oh, that's gonna be a no for me dog <laughs> right, like, right. Uh, no so like i always anytime we do a collaboration i always lead off with we're not using our galaxy Okay. <laughs> We're not using any Nelson. Like, yeah, yeah. Those are for those beers. There's we some can't protection there. Yeah. But you can pick whatever you want from this and that. And then I'll say also, like, sometimes people, like, there can be a little bang for it. I remember one of our first collaborations we ever did was with Alpine. And, I, A, I can't say enough amazing things about them. Hmm. Like, they're just the nicest damn people. But... Um, they actually brought us up a bunch of hops for the beer because they knew huh. we, we were brand new. Okay. We did not have a pot to piss in yet. Right. And it was. Wait, we still don't have a pot to piss in. <laughs> well, yeah, right. You've got six pots to piss Villa. in. Uh, yeah. You're just not filling them up with cash yet. Yeah. Lots and lots of urine. So, um, <laughs> but no, it was one of like, the coolest things ever. And so I made sure like we pay that forward. And so we've definitely collaborated with some like brand new breweries and I cool. made sure to bring you know a box or two hops with me and okay. help them along their way and yeah i was always just curious about that because it does seem like this great brotherhood of an idea but it always has to be brewed at one brewery yeah. and i just right. and i you know like um, we did a, i'm sorry no i was just going to say that that um the opportunity to um collaborate with 21st amendment uh, i mean they're a giant in yeah. this industry and oh. and oh. they help create giant yeah, are you like number five on the like all time <laughs> big brewery list or something? No. I think it's like hundred. You're in the top ten. No, we're not in the top ten. I saw it. You're in the top ten, aren't you? No, we're like we're twenty six. Oh, is that what it is? But I mean, that's you. When I say that to you, I want you to kick me in the nuts because I still can't believe it. I mean, really, out of six thousand breweries, that's I'm like really sitting here, deal. this guy with this face. Yeah, that makes you a giant, though. Barry's right. Yeah, nobody well, knows more surprised than we are. It's a big deal. I appreciate that. Keep going. And you know, for. A beer to roll out with our name on it nationwide, with um, a, a group of individuals in a in a company that is just first class. Yeah, yeah. you know, I we we're ecstatic and, good, good. and we're grateful. Well, and forgive me, I didn't mean to diminish any of that. I, I think that those are all uh, the reasons one should collaborate. I just literally have never had a, a group of people in here that I could ask the question. I feel comfortable with you well, guys. Well, yeah. Because well, uh, I just... Well, come I, over here and sit on my lap. Let me tell you another story. <laughs> uh, you know, it's like... Uh, for Here's another uh, a collaboration we did. We did a collaboration with Hog Island Oyster Company. Yeah. So we, we, do this, we did this oyster stout. So we're using their uh, Sweetwater Oysters and their branding's all over it. Maybe Get anything out of it, right? I mean, not financially, but a, a lot of, yeah, but a lot, lot of goodwill. Of, they love it. They serve and a lot of marketing. Yeah, yeah. I saw their brand more places. Yeah, yeah, okay. associated with a good beer brand. So yeah, yeah. Yes. good is good. And how many states are you in, Sully? I think we're in 20, 29, 28, 29. Wow, twenty six last year. Yeah, we just opened up uh, Arizona and um, Connecticut. <laughs> My Why home, are you laughing at Connecticut? My home state. Because because if you look at like I think it's Connecticut. It Dude, you're about to insult however many people live in Connecticut. It's one of them tiny no New England states. Um, no, it was just one of those things because we opened up all the, the entire Northeast like a handful of years ago. And I think I want to say Connecticut was like one state for some reason that yeah. didn't open it up. So, Justin, yeah. you're yeah. from Connecticut? Yeah, I was born in Connecticut. So, is it tr- you still can't buy beer there on Sundays? No, you can now. Uh, now it's up to the, the liquor store. It's uh, the package store, we okay. call them, actually. I, the mean, I lived there for three years, and I... I had to go across the border in New York to buy beer on Sunday. It changed in the last five or maybe okay. even a little more. Yeah. And, and the, yeah, the blue laws were no holidays, no Sundays, and not after 8 p.m. 
Oh. Uh, so it was rough. All I remember the being there on a. I remember being there on like a Labor Day weekend. I drink a lot of beer, right? Like it's Labor Day weekend. So, but we would just keep going and buying beer in California. <laughs> Out there, you know, on on Saturday or Friday, you go buy your beer for to last you to Tuesday for a holiday weekend. The backup day. It was like I, we needed a pickup truck uh, to go get that done because I could. I was always like, well, if we run out, you go get more beer. It's not a problem. Uh, but they changed that, wow. and now it's up to the package store. Uh, okay. A lot that, of them have decided to, it's a huge positive. The eight or nine o'clock thing, though, might still be the case, uh, which is also a lot of planning. That's a terrible for me. idea. It's a lot of planning. Like you get off work at five or something and you got to figure out, I don't know, you just want dinner. You change uh, your mind. You're going to get there too late. Oh, shit, you get there too late. now. Exactly. So I don't like that part either. Yeah. California, man, we kind of got it. We kind of got it made. If you think about it, the two a.m. deal is pretty good. About to be four a.m. Maybe is it really? Yeah, that could be trouble. Uh, That's a terrible idea. <laughs> it really, could that be is trouble. a terrible said, idea. Said unironically Six by everybody in this room. Because yeah. <laughs> this is because we know ourselves oh, yes. <laughs> and our customers. <laughs> yeah, it's got a good chance of passing the legislature. I guess that's interesting. Yeah. Is that for retail establishments too, or just like package store, liquor stores? No, it's for bars and restaurants. It's for bars and restaurants. So I don't know how it extends to package stores, but when we open this place, um, all the places around us here in Toto Santos closed by ten, eleven at the latest, and I wanted to be open later. And I, my GM said, "Yeah, we can be open a little later. That's fine, but you know, we don't want to stay open too late." And I was like, "Well, hey, look, our liquor license is till two. You know, why don't we give it a shot?" And he's like, "All right, I'm going to do you the favor. <laughs> We're going to give it a shot." But I'm going to tell you before we do that that nothing good happens after midnight. You guys got but robbed, didn't you? Because we didn't quite get robbed. But, uh, but boy, does it turn into a shit show after midnight. Uh, and, and it's not just that. The way he proved it to me, too, was that the numbers don't add up anyway. Yeah. Because by then, you get a couple people that are still buying, but everyone else is just nursing a drink until yeah, 2 a.m. Yeah. And the ones that are buying are nothing but trouble. <laughs> and so he taught me real quick with the abysmal numbers and us having to throw people out of here for being trouble. Uh, I think it took uh, two weekends for me to go, yep, you're right. Midnight's good. Nothing good happens after midnight. It's like midnight. last call at a beer festival. I mean, you have people, like, can I just drink out of the dump bucket, please? <laughs> I mean, that's what it would probably be like, you know, I'd imagine. Please. Pretty much. Pretty much. All right, let's do this. We'll take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to find out all about this beer, uh, what's in it, how you made it. I want to know how you got the, the haze to stay in if you sat it on a shelf for a couple of months. So we're going to talk about all those things when we come back. Hang in there. It's the session. You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Your support of the Brewing Network means everything to us. We couldn't produce shows without you. And we love giving you something extra for that support, like Brew Your Own Magazine. You already know it's a great brewing magazine full of recipes, equipment how-tos, discussions of beer styles, and brewing techniques. Whether you're new to brewing and just starting out or you're an old pro, you'll always learn something from the articles in Brew Your Own. Plus, there are amazing special issues like plans for building a Brutus 10 system, 250 classic clone recipes, and the Home Brewer's Answer Book. Brew Your Own Magazine and BYO.com are awesome resources for any 
Danny Brewer. Whether for yourself or as a gift, when you subscribe or resubscribe from the Brewing Network homepage, you directly support programs like this. Get a great magazine and support the Brewing Network. Subscribe to Brew Your Own right from the thebrewingnetwork.com. Are you looking for a simple brewing system that's great for all grain brewing, but everything on the market seems to be full of compromises? Blickman Engineering has the answer. The Blickman Brew Easy All Grain Brewing System. The Brew Easy is a complete system with easy upgrades and a beautiful compact design, perfect for any size brewing location. At its core, the Brew Easy is built on two gorgeous Blickman Boilermaker brew kettles, a high temperature March pump, and either a top tier gas burner or the new boil coil electric heater. The Brew Easy adapter lid allows the pots to stack on top of each other, forming an efficient, strong, and compact brewing setup that comes in 5, 10, and 20-gallon batch sizes. Upgrade your BrewEasy system with full automated control by adding a Blickman Tower of Power temp controller and make moving around easy with the Blickman Kettle Cart. The BrewEasy is modular. If you already own a Boilermaker kettle, you can build your BrewEasy by purchasing just the modules you need. The new BrewEasy all-grain brewing system. See it today at BlickmanEngineering.com and brew with Blickman quality on your new BrewEasy. Hello, this is David Walker from Firestone Walker Brewing Company. You are listening to The Session on the Brewing Network. All right, welcome back to the program. This segment is brought to you by the American Homebrewers Association, a community of more than 45,000 individuals who share a common passion. That's beer. Since 1978, the AHA has promoted and advanced the most delicious hobby in the world, providing brewing resources, supporting homebrewer-friendly legislation, offering exclusive member deals at breweries and homebrew shops, and hosting one-of-a-kind events like HomebrewCon and the National Homebrew Competition. Join your beer-loving peers at Homebrewers Association Org. And thank them for us for being a sponsor for so long. All right, we are still hanging out with the 21st Amendment Brewery and Fieldwork Brewing, and we're talking about their collaboration beer, which is called A Terrible Idea. It's a hazy IPA. Uh, we were drinking it in the last segment, but we didn't even talk about the beer, really. So let's do that this time around. Um, first of all, tell us about the beer. You guys decided on a, on a hazy IPA. Um, well, they're very popular now, if you don't know, if you don't know that. They, so. they are. They're, they're super popular. What uh, give me the you know the basic stats right the vitals uh, the ABV the the IBUs what are we looking at here so um, the um, <laughs> a lot of all purpose baking flour exactly there's a lot of flour in there uh, no it's uh, six point it's about six point eight percent alcohol okay um, the BUs are probably thirty seven measured. Um, I mean, it's just loaded with a bunch of, like, you know, gluten, basically. <laughs> um, and this is a real challenge. What does that mean when you say it's loaded with gluten? Uh, we've got, like, wheat, oats, okay. uh, you know, unmalted wheat in here, um, you know, golden naked oats. It's just, like, a lot of stuff that's basically going to create this haze. Okay. And the idea is that you're, you know, creating you're creating a, a point of suspension for uh, hop flavor and all that. Got it. Um, and this is a dog to make because, you know, we... You know, we thought we had a handle on it. We were laddering this beer. It didn't run. It ran okay the first time, but we had to put a lot of rice hulls in it, basically, sort of like to to get this thing to run through the louder ton. Um, so that was that was that was interesting. It, that was, for a, a, you're doing 500 barrel batches, 100 barrel batch at a time, 500 barrels to fill a tank. Yeah. When so when you I'm trying to imagine how many how much rice hulls that is. What are we I think, talking? I here? think we added. I mean, we adjusted it as we went because the first couple of brews were like, oh shit. And then, so I think we upped them to, 
I don't have it here in the log, but um, it's a ton. Right? It, it, it was like I want to say five bags or something crazy like. Oh, that. that's not as as much as I would have thought. Okay, yeah. All right. it's still a shitload of rice holes. Though. Yeah, like, yeah. What would you like? What would you? How how many? How big is your system at, at so Berkeley? we're point five barrel. So. Okay, and so you would have like one sack of rice holes. We uh, half a bag usually yeah, okay. does it. Those things are. I mean. They're also a dog to work with. I was going to say, they're yeah, a total pain in they the dick. Like, Why are they? Wanna... I thought they just make things easier. What's hard about them? Oh, no, it's getting, getting the rice holes out of the bag. Yeah, so they, oh. they're, they're, they're hard packed in there. Oh, yeah, they're like, it's, it's just, it's, exactly. It's just, you know, it's, it, it's, once you open it up, it wants to blow, oh, it, wants yeah. to, it wants to leave. <laughs> so, you know, you're like, you open it up, and you're trying to get it in, and you have to add it a certain time. You don't want to add it initially, even though we have this great agitator in our mash tun. It's still like, you know, you've got to get in there halfway through, and you're okay. like, and when's you, when do you add it, you know? And also when we layer in the malt, too, as well. Like, you know, we want to make sure we have a firm base of base malt in there as well. And so we're layering in all these, you know, this high-protein gluten malt in there. Uh, and the, and purpose, the rice hulls as well. The purpose of the rice hulls, of course, is to add, like, a, a filter so that yeah, you don't have a stuck mash. To create the nat- natural filter bed that you'd have with, you know, your regular grain that you'd be using. But since we're not using – we're using husless grain. Right. Which is gummy, you know, that's just going to, like – basically yeah. stick everything up. So okay. water, it's got a lauder as well as a husker. Yeah. Okay. Did you guys use beta-glucanase? No, we did not. See? God damn it, Sean. <laughs> what, would, what would that <laughs> there do? There you go. It, it, it breaks down the beta-glucans. So it, it... I mean... Man, you hate your staff. I hope all of them are like, dude, fuck Sean. But, <laughs> I'd uh, probably say that anyway. Um, but... Right. Uh, <laughs> um, it, it, it just well, really... this was a collaboration. You could have chimed in at any I time. Did. I emailed you. We use this much beta-glucanase. We use this much rice holes. It's in there. If it's not... You didn't text him, though? Cause you yeah, gotta... you didn't. Oh, you know, I might have... <laughs> oh, yeah, D- that did. was a DM on Grinder. My bad, dude. <laughs> yeah. um, did that wrong. Beta-glucanase? What is this supposed to be? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like mayonnaise. But I yeah. was going to say, and it auto-corrected to mayonnaise. <laughs> right. Thanks for doing that trick oh, with I mayonnaise. I appreciated it. Um, but no... Yeah, so, um, but but I mean, that was kind of the funny thing that I think we didn't think about going into this was what we can brew on our system and what works for us. It, it never translates brewery to brewery. It's why recipes don't really matter because everyone can brew a, the same recipe. And it's going to taste different at every brewery. So, right. Um, and it was, yeah, I felt bad. He was like, dude. This louder. I was like, oh, I but know we, that so, but we had a whole bunch of rice hulls on, you know, on standby and all this. And actually, it, it ended up running well. I remember one time we uh, we added too many, and we ended up in the, the word. I think one one hundred barrel batch, and the word ran clear, and everyone was like panicked because oh. it's so funny because you want clear word, you know, which is like we're all like, you know, it's in our DNA as brewers. But not this time, word. yeah. But now he's like, no, that thing has to be as hazy as anything. So. Right now, if you had used a beta glucanase, it would break down things. In order to make it uh, uh, louder, but wouldn't take away from what you're trying to keep in the beer. So it breaks down the beta glucans. <laughs> <laughs> Prevents you kicking in your mouth. But that no, doesn't. It, but that doesn't take yeah, away the things no, you're no, trying no. to keep in the in the beer. No. So I mean, uh, I it, it it, that's you... a wormhole of science that I don't. Okay. I mean, if you added more, I think there'd be an issue with that. But um, okay. the idea is that you want it. You're kind of trying to find the sweet spot. Like you're yeah. trying to get haze, but you also want to be able to brew the beer at the same time. So yeah. right. 
Okay, so then that, while we're on the mash, I want to ask this, because you mentioned doing the pilot batch and and the beer. I love this part. We never geek out like this. It's usually just like (laughs) dick and cock jokes. Those are the same thing, by the way. (laughs) Those are coming up. (laughs) Right. Give us another beer. Where's Doc? Um, (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Well, you talked about doing a pilot batch and then, you know, sitting the beer on a shelf for a month or two. Uh, It's about a month. And and that it didn't go clear. No, it didn't. But many do. So what did you do different? Why is this beer a little more, is the haze anyway, a little more shelf stable? Semen. I see. Why didn't you? Okay. <laughs> I wish everyone had known. Well, do yeah. polyphenols um, do they do they no, drop out? Not really. Yeah. So, no. so I mean, so the haze a lot of it's contributed to by the amount of hops. Polyphenols. Yeah. And, okay. Because no, you guys have experienced uh, experimented a ton with this at field work. Is yeah. why I'm asking. You I mean, knew if we do this, it's not going to drop out. Yeah. So I, I'm. I'm, like also the, I'm the worst brewer ever because... No, I thought I was. I, <laughs> well, no, I, I'm just one of those people yeah, who is, um, I try not to overthink everything yeah. so much. And so I just know what works for me and okay. I stick to it. And, okay. Um, you know, we, we've gotten into those long, drawn-out conversations with, I, I won't I won't name drop right now, but like our friends will then want to just dig so deep into the science of it. And, uh, you know, they. I know some of them have sent other breweries beers to labs and tested them and they and spun them and uh i don't care every brewery is going to be different every i mean quote unquote hazy ipa yeah it's going to be something different and you just found what works on your system exactly but it sounds like you still built the the malt bill in such a way that you assumed it would stay cloudy because also y'all knew that this beer was getting shipped across the country yeah so you had to make some plans for this because you're going to call it you know put hazy ipa all over this can yeah and then i buy it in chicago well that's the beauty of having it in a can by the way is you can't (laughs) see it's cleared out so when you pour it it's all everything at the bottom is going to come out anyway (laughs) it's all going to come together actually we had had an idea because we were were concerned about that was we were going to put the uh we were going to put the cans upside, upside down, <laughs> and so you had to turn it back right side up. The, the old kegging a wit beer trick. Yeah. Why did you and decide against we, that? Uh, I don't know. I think it just it didn't work out. It just the conversation didn't continue. But we do actually like we our hell or high watermelon wheat beer. We actually ship it upside down, and with this beer, we're actually shipping it upside down as well. Okay, but it's packaged right side up. You're just shipping it upside well, the, down. Well, the kegs are. The, excuse me. The kegs are are, are oh. shipped upside down. Got it. And, okay. But the cans there was a, there was a conversation to basically put them in the box upside down. Okay. Which would have been great because it would have kept this story going. Terrible idea. Like, why is this? I mean, if anybody would notice, like, is this... No, you should have done half of them upside down, the other half (laughs) right side up. Imagine scratching your head like, what the hell is going on here? Look at Widmer still relevant after all these years, shipping their Widmer half upside right. down all so that got time. The idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course. I didn't know that's where that came from. I just always knew. Well, just when I was a bartender, that's they were the only kegs that ever showed up upside down. I, I thought it was always a Widmer thing. I don't even think the German beers did that, importers. They just shipped, you know, half of Eisen's stuff. Just, a keg. Yeah, you know, drink it. <laughs> yeah, just drink it. Uh, well, they didn't know what to do with it. They were used to just having it fresh and then ship it across overseas. They don't give a shit. All right. Well, this upside down thing, is this a, a solution in search of a problem? Do these beers settle out? Does this beer no. well, we settle in the can? We haven't seen it happen. So, It was just a way to sort of mitigate that you know, that potential. So that's right. why we did There's that. There's another chance to yeah. win. 
All right, what else is in the beer? What are, That's uh, it. It's just that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's interesting because of this, you know, the, uh, when you brew these beers, it just goes against, like, you know, I've been doing this for, like, 24 years. And, like, you know, as a brewer, you're like, wait, we're not in any hops at the beginning of boil? Uh, yeah. So that was one thing. So I think we had, like, a pound of hops, you know, for 100 barrels uh, right at the beginning of boil just to kind of – and I think that was too much. I mean, Alex tells me the story, like, they had one pellet. Like at the beginning of boil, and essentially, like I don't think I don't. That's know the only Tracy. kettle additions we you, honestly ever do. You throw a, a all, when we collaborate with people, they actually think it's like a seriously important. We're like, no, 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 no. Like it's so clock. that my guys always know to start the the start boil the timer. I see. Because yeah. it's if you've been brewing for any amount of time, you it's ingrained in you that. When you throw your 60-minute edition or 90, whatever your start of boil edition is, yeah. you then start the clock. And right. So for me, I, that was, for me, the, the weirdest thing is, all right, so we're not going to put any <laughs> ke- no hops in our kettle ever, hardly. So Wow. It, yeah, so then yeah. you yeah, take the, the Whirlpool edition. You had to start a clock to start a clock. Exactly. Yeah, so like, we'll either steal a pellet from the Whirlpool edition or from, like, if somebody's dry hopping, you got to go and grab a pellet. And throw it in a five-gallon green bucket. Okay. Like, like you would normally <laughs> yeah. have your hopping. Bucket number wow. one. Yeah, yeah, totally. And you and throw it in there. And you, <laughs> I, I swear, if you watch my guys brew, you'll see them reach in, throw the one pellet, and that start That is ridiculous. It may, so this whole no kettle hops is yeah. is actually new to me. I'm a little slow on this. Uh, yeah. You know, over the years, we've gotten to, like, less bittering hops and more late edition, and then we got into Whirlpool. But... Last week when we had Armistice on here is yep. the first time I actually remember somebody saying, no, you're not hearing me right. Zero kettle hops. Um, yep. So this is new to me. Um, and you're saying you do this with we, all of, you, most of your beers? Since day one, we really have never put anything in our kettle. It's been... What about your Pilsner position? that I just drank? No, so Pilsner, okay. Stouts, things like that. Okay. Your traditional styles, yes. But yeah, your your hop-forward styles Any that you've become known for. Double IPA, IPA, Pale Ale, we've never done kettle. Anything where you want hop flavor, we've you're not willing to give up. I'd be used at the beginning to not get it, not to get as much hot flavor at the end. Yeah. So that just means they're all going in at at the whirlpool, whirlpool, okay. Or and I mean, we've done beers where we didn't even whirlpool hop, <laughs> just straight just up dry, dry hop, dry hopping so high that it adds the bitterness. You and need. Do you lower either. the yeah. te- Do you lower the temperature down at all? Like when you're doing whirlpool, like to no. So that's one thing. I mean, people have been doing that. We did at the pub actually. Okay. Yeah. So we're we're working right now with. You've seen our brew system, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so everyone's laughing right now because we, oh my God, we have the most dog shit ass brew house on earth. Like, okay. It, oh my it goes, God. It goes something like this. Uh, hey, Sean, it's Alex. Hey, what's going on, Alex? Hey, do you have, do you know a stainless welder you can turn me on to? <laughs> no, true story. Yeah. But, but why, why, why did I need it? Do you remember? You had a leak or something. No, like the that. fucking kettle cracked. That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So, oh no, no, this is like a constant thing. So, if anyone's ever wondering why our beer sucks so hard, but they don't, it's the brew house. <laughs> so, um, we're working right now with um, some manufacturers so that because we're going to install an actual proper nice brew house. Okay. Um, which is I, I'm beyond excited for. It's going to give us so much more control over our beer. What the fuck, are you going to complain um, about then? Barry? Ah, oh, he'll find something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably, yeah. So, um, but yeah, that was one thing they all keep pushing me, the manufacturers, about, ah, we, we can route this and we can give you a jacket Whirlpool so you can drop temp. I don't, I don't give a shit. Like, what, we've what, never done the that idea drop of temp. dropping temp at the Whirlpool? Well, you're you're not getting as much bitterness out of it as you're getting more of hop flavor mm-hmm. and aroma. So that's the of the aromas. Too. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that too. 
So you put in a pound of hops for for this beer. Yeah, that was our pellet. And I feel like that. Yeah, that was just you feeling like. And I felt like I think we added too much. I mean, really? Yeah, I I'm telling know. you though, you did. I think next yeah. time we're going to add a pellet. Yeah, I think you it, did it just because you couldn't not. It was too, it well, was so pound, ingrained. And we're calculating in you. out the bitterness and all, and we're seeing where it's going to go eventually. But see, I that's mean, where you fucked up. Don't do math. That, I, I, I've never <laughs> I done math on one beer we've ever I'm made. I'm forced I, to do I math. Don't, wow. Uh, yeah, I refuse. But we should. The funny thing is that we have these hop dosers, so that the system's automated. It's got you know a program behind it and all this. And so we, we'd, I just imagine like taking one pellet and dropping it in the hop doser. Like, all right, here it goes. <laughs> And into the calico. <laughs> it would have made a great video, though. The automation has taken over. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Clearly, you didn't listen to my sales pitch on the name. <laughs> I think you only did the one pound because you couldn't bring it to yourself to not put in like a bitter. That's probably hot. true. So then, did you put in the the one pound and then nothing until Whirlpool? Yeah, we then we added mosaic in the Whirlpool. Okay. And is this where you added a shit? Is this where the, the four pounds per barrel? Or that's still not even till dry hop. Yeah, so we added, uh, what did we add? We added a box of mosaic. Um, one in box Bowl. in a 100 uh, yep. barrel. So that's still, that's still not a. So we're really talking about a dry hop beer. Yeah, all you're, it's all the perceived from. bitterness you're getting from the, all that dry hop. It's, it's shocking so how much you can pay. I mean, yeah. it's a lot. Yeah. And yeah. again, this is why, I mean, <laughs> I don't like. I don't like calculating too much on our beers because the, the numbers will fuck with your head. And so it will get you, you questioning what you're going to do. If you're telling me you don't calculate, you, you must yeah. have you have a method, though. How are you How are you figuring these things out? Well, for um, what aspect? Of well, about? like how many how, how much so, hops to put in? So we'll we'll go to grain. So grain, okay. I, I do. I've always done everything in Excel, and I don't calculate gravity points. I know our our brew house efficiency um, slightly varies. We've had to weld our... Stainless. Yeah, I mean, if it cracks, oh, I imagine no, yeah. it varies on that Oh, no, day. our, our louder ton, the, the, the false bottoms welded to the bot. Like, the, so, yeah, it's not the most uh, efficient. Well, so, do you calculate so. extract at all? I mean, you got to come up with... No. Really? I know. I know. But you know, if like well, all these actually, oats aren't going to have any extract. I think Alec, Alex knows his system. It's experiential knowledge. Exactly. You know, you know your, so he knows right. like if we add this amount, this amount, we're going to get this. Exactly. Okay. So if we do it yeah. enough, it's like it's like any old German brewer or anything like that. I mean, English brewers. Nobody was calculating anything back in the day. Yeah. It wasn't until we started having these phones in our hand, looking like an old man now, uh, <laughs> where you know you were able to actually break it down. You know, okay. and so you just know, you know, and then you know yeah. next time, well, like what was too bitter, I'll make it less bitter. I see. Yeah, and so I this, was trained this, the exact opposite. Like at, at Ballast, like Yusef is such a traditionalist. And I'm saying this is a positive thing. I absolutely mm-hmm. adore the man. But um, I remember when we were doing recipes, and then every time a different hop would come in, it was like you had to recalculate yeah. for that change in you know the alpha acid and all this. And I, I it's it's ingrained in the back of my mind. I just refuse to do it because mm-hmm. um, a the amount of time it takes. Is, uh, you know, we, we, we don't repeat beers very often, so I'd be sitting there just doing math all day long every damn new beer. And, <laughs> You'd have a desk like job. Yeah, over you. it would. I'd be back to the desk job. job. Yeah, and then, yeah. like Sean said, I just, I know our system. Like, okay. we, we've brewed enough to where I know so this write, much of this grain, this much of that, this much of that will get us the gravity of this. And so you write it down. Better. So you're a brewer, so you probably perform yeah, yeah, yeah. you do. 
uh, can make the beer. They fought tooth and nail to get me on Google Docs. It took it took me <laughs> to write the recipe down, two years oh. till I was willing to get on Google Docs. Yeah, and I finally did it so that way they could actually like see the recipe. Well, they oh. I would print it out for them. I, oh, okay. I, I type something out and print it and send it to them. So on a typewriter, um, on a typewriter, exactly. yeah. <laughs> a paper airplane. Yeah, he's over there. Here's your recipe, guys. Ding. I fought to get yeah. you on Google Docs as if that's a fucking highly technological. Right. No, that's about as tech savvy as I get. That yeah. is that. that that's, yeah, right. that, that's a big accomplishment for me. But then, but yeah, I know, I know our hops. I know, and that's the other thing is I, I, I don't like to get hung up on numbers because I don't. This is just me being fucking weird. I don't think in how fast is how fast. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, but like, make a beer with a ton of Equinox. Shit's gonna be. Bitter as hell, like, like every this beer. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah, but your goal is well, to make so. the same beer twice, necessarily. Well, no, uh, you know what? So uh, late, know, lately, it, it, I've been when you brew the same McDowell again, and I heard you had Nelson. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't have to be the same. Oh. No, exactly. Well, so that's oh boy. a big mouth. Oh boy! Yeah. You did a collaboration with them too, right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. No, it was yeah. a tribute beer. Ah. Yeah. Um, See, no, but I mean, they I, stroked him better taste, Eric Sully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is why this was such a fun project for us. That was so, so we didn't have to do royalties. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Um, but no, that's why this is such a fun project is because I've never put the stress on myself or my team to make consistent beer. I want it to be a little different every time. I want ideally to be better every time we make it. Okay. If it's consistent, it's flat and it's not getting better. It should be getting better every time. So we go into it with that ethos and then. Uh, it was so fun to get to wrap my head around, well, no, like there's a totally different way to skin the cat, and this is a, such a different, it just, it was the first time I felt really engaged in beer in a long time. Nice. Wow. Trying to take what we do and then apply it to what they do yeah. and then make sure it's all these other things that I never have to worry about, think about all of a sudden. I'm talking to Sean, and I'm now having to think about all these other things. Right. So it's, His head hurts. It's fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, collaborations are always some sort of inter- uh, well, education that, on both sides. Yeah, yeah it, and that's why you kind of do them. You get to learn, like, you yeah. know, how does somebody do something? And um, it really helps you out in your brewery. Okay. All right, so we left off at <laughs> when you get Mosaic. To, you want to get back to the right. recipe? Well, I just want to get through it. It'll give us more to talk about, too, I'm sure. Right, so, a box of Mosaic yeah, went so, into the Whirlpool. Yeah, so for instance, just backing up a little bit here, like the Magnum, that one, you know, that one pound addition was like contributed 2.3 IBUs to the beer. Why okay. do you guys choose Magnum? <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know they want to know. That's Cocumian level. Like, <laughs> that's exactly we what I want to know. We had it on the shelf. We just said, fuck it, let's use it. Yeah. Right. Uh, we have a lot of it. Uh, <laughs> also, I have Centennial and Cascade out there if anybody needs to get a lot of it. <laughs> I'm serious. Brewers, you need it? Please call me. There you go. Sully uh, Hop Exchange. <laughs> dot com. Uh, we added 40. So like I said, we added a box of uh, Mosaic that contributed about 49 IBUs to this. This is just the word BUs. Um, and then uh, the dry hop. The dry hop was Citra, Mosaic, Calypso, and Equinox. Really heavily weighted on the Mosaic and the Citra with the Calypso and Equinox in okay. the as well. So. And, and the beer ended up being 37 IBUs in the in the in the can uh, with work BUs about 52. So we lose about 30 percent drop. And the reason I can 30 percent of the beer you lost. No, no, no. 30 percent drop in BUs. From, oh, I'm sorry. Okay. That's what happened. BUs. Yeah. Final. Okay. 
the reason I know that is I have an Excel spreadsheet on my phone. Yeah. And uh, the great Preston Doris, who <laughs> works for us, was a, is the best brewer in the world, one of the best brewers in the world, oh. is somebody who went to brewing school, is also a math major. Yeah. Uh, this guy, like, you know, created this whole thing now. We get to just play in this, like, you know, uh, in this uh, Excel spreadsheet. Well, not according I, to On Alex. beer, he loves it. Well, no, I mean, I wouldn't be able to create this thing by myself. Believe me, I had to have somebody else do it. I mean, I, I brew like He's Alex a math does. He's, he lied on You're a lucky guy to have He it. took oh. one Excel course at community college. <laughs> And then showed Phoenix, up at the two and A and was Universe. like, uh, "I'm a math major." No, he, he's, and Sully was like, "Wow, that spreadsheet's incredible! <laughs> I've never seen anything like." It. Actually, funny story. My desk job before I got into brewing, I had a part time job. Actually, part time job at uh, APL President Lines, and I was like, I was in their legal department. So this is when I was actually an assistant brewer at Triple Rock, and they asked me to do some Excel spreadsheet work, and so I f- like fudged my way through it, and then I was known like around like, "Well, you're the ex- Excel spreadsheet guru." I was like. <laughs> Fuck no idea what I was doing. I was yeah. thinking. Yeah. He's like, I made four columns once. That's what exactly. I did. I took. I deleted the other seven. Send him upstairs to Joe's office. He'll help out. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. Uh, so how much of the beer did you lose to hops? So, And let me try to get this right. You do 100 barrels at a time in the yeah. kettle, and then you do that five times to fill up one fermenter? Yep. So you just keep that going until the fermenter's full. Yeah, we do full. five brews. Yeah. And then you dry hop a full 500-barrel yep. fermenter. Yeah. So do the math. Four How pounds per barrel. That's 2,000 pounds. That's a ton of hops. That's a ton of, a ton that's of a hops. That's a shit ton of hops. <laughs> so you end up with like 30 barrels per... <laughs> this is my math. Well, we probably lo- we typically lose about 15% when, on our hoppy beers. I want to say this was higher. I want to say maybe it was 25. But I might have made that's that That's still up. fantastic. I feel yeah. like 15% is amazing. I didn't realize yeah. one would lose so much beer. That's crazy. Yeah, I actually... Uh, we had a concern in-house, so I reached out to Matt uh, Brindelson and Mitch Steele and said, what do you guys think of this? He was like, no, that sounds about right. Really? Yeah. Wow. Nice, and it's nice all pellets, right? Yeah, I like that. You like yeah, that. I like that yeah, name drop. Uh, you know, I had a problem, so I just hit up Matt Brindelson and Mitch Steele, and you know, they, yeah. Oh, yeah. they told me I'm amazing. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. I go to the home brew forum. Right? So that yeah. actually sounds amazing. You're amazing. Yeah. I feel like that's in Tisa's Sorry, head. I, sorry, we all have to Google shit, yeah. Sean. Yeah. You can call him. Actually, yeah. it is funny because... Google just, Mitch Steele. If, <laughs> if I texted either of them, they'd be like, who the fuck are you and how'd you get my number? Not. Yeah. Stop calling me. Yeah. <laughs> 25% you think. Now, if you had used whole hops, it would be ridiculous, right? It would, we wouldn't have been able to make this beer. Yeah, how do you it make it? Just it, like, it have to be up above the takeoff. Yeah. We wouldn't be able to get them out of there. How do you think? So Sierra has a hazy beer now. Yeah. Do you think they're cheating well, on their whole hop thing? Well, differently. Yeah, they are? Well, they're using the what, a torpedo. To yeah. I think they might be using uh, the torpedo. I, I can't remember. Uh, I might have made that up, by the way. Yeah, I don't. That's a guess. You want me to call Ken Grossman right now? I'll just call him. I know. I can't remember. But I mean, I, I, I think that's a, it's a good thing, though, to bring. I mean, I don't think we would have ever done this beer had that beer not come out and been so fucking good. Cause I love that beer. It's in, You're a dick if you don't love that beer. Thank like, you. Like, it's... I, we were in uh, Chico hanging out, and we went to what's that awesome bike bar, bicycle bar there? Oh yeah, it's called the Handlebar, handlebar right? Bar, yeah. The Handlebar. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah. And I, I saw the thing. I'm like, Sierra Nevada Hazy IPA. Like I'm not. I don't follow beer online really, so I'm like, oh, this is exciting. I wasn't expecting. Like I was like, yeah, let's try it. Got it. Smelled it. I'm like, God, damn. like they just. Walked up to the table, dropped the cock hammer, and walked away. I'm yeah. like, all right, cool, man. Of course you guys can do that. Like, I agree. They, they can do anything. They and they can. proved that this can be something that can go. I always said this can't, you know, I fucking hate saying it. 
quote unquote hazy IPA. I've yeah. always been somebody who said it doesn't travel, it doesn't last, it's local. Get it the closest place to you. And then they went and they're like, "You're dumb." Yeah, they, <laughs> and, and then they nailed it. Oh yeah, and so, it was outstanding. The I didn't know. I'm a little slow with this. I don't pay attention to the beer trends. I, I hear about them here on the show. Um, so I didn't know about the whole hazy beer thing. So the yep. the first hazy beers that I liked, but I didn't know that it was, had a name and everything, yep. actually were yours. Why, thank you. Then when I knew... You hear that, Sean? The, name dropper. The, yeah. I name drop right here in the studio. you perfectly right now. <laughs> then when I knew it was a whole style thing, yep. I, had a, I, had, I, had, I had several that I didn't enjoy <laughs> yeah. until that Sierra. And right? somebody gave me a can of that Sierra, and I was like... Ah, it's that's a beer. hazy IPA. Yeah. So, yeah, yours I didn't know it was a thing yet, and then theirs, yeah. when I, it's great beer. you got to get out more often. Uh, I know. I do, I do. Not in the beer world. I do other things now. Mm. Oh, okay. Actually, I barely do that. You want to talk about it? No, but I just... Are <laughs> you going to do a podcast you're gonna for get the, uh, something else you're about doing? Something, no, 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 no. I can't make everything I love into work. Let's talk about watches. Like work. That's the thing. And listen, I still love beer, and I enjoy being on the show and talking about beer, and I enjoy going to a bar and drinking about beer, but I don't like, uh, I'm not like seeking out what's the next thing and what's everybody talking about. Way. People and, think uh, I am, but I'm not. Well, uh, I think anybody who was in this around the time I think a lot of us were are at the exact place you are yeah most of us are like that's eh, just beer yeah like, we, we love beer. it and it's yeah. awesome but kind of that's beer. always my answer it's just beer and i like trying all the new stuff and if it crosses my path i'm yeah. gonna have it and i enjoy it and i don't care if it's a style or not a, none of that shit matters to me uh but it's all just beer uh, it's yeah. just beer yeah Man. and that's that. and it's I mean, okay it's just, though it's it's I mean, okay though it's just beer i think so and it is and if you want to <laughs> geek out on it i mean it's okay too i mean i, I just agree think, but i i you know I, I wouldn't have a job if it, if it wasn't okay for people to geek out yeah, on it. Yeah. But it just when I I think a lot of our listeners and stuff know now that they see me elsewhere, they just ask me about something else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How's your Volkswagen doing? What's your shirt shit like that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But there are still some that are like, hey, let's let's try this beer, let's try that beer. Have you had this? And I'm just like, yeah, I don't care. It's fine. It's good. Thanks. You know, part of this tour, we went down to San Diego and we went to uh, Modern Times uh, Festival of Dankness. Man, you want to see like a lot of really new, interesting beers that are coming out right now. Just it was pretty incredible. Well, that sounds good. And, and that of, is one of the of only things I do is I go to that festival every year, and I go to a, f- a few other things. But and other than that, you know, I think we just do what we do, and yeah, it, I think that makes it kind of more fun to, to insulate yourself a little bit and to get into your own shit. And see, that's see what the you excuse can do. I've always used too. Especially here, here in podcast, so I'm you like, picked up on the bullshit. Yeah. All right. Like, I'm like, well, if you go read too much about it, you don't innovate. You got to find it right. yourself. You, you kind of. I mean, it's a little bit more of a. I mean, I completely agree with you. In fact, I kind of subscribe to that. But it's challenging you know, when you're a packaged brewery like we are. You got to kind of always be looking over your shoulder, like, oh, what are they doing over there? Yeah. Yeah. What's kind of new right now? Let's. Uh, see what's you know you have to innovate you're right subtle because- packaging brag by the way <laughs> <laughs> you know when when you're in 28 20, oh, I'm, oh i'm sorry 29 states you know you have to think about a little more than you guys hang on uh, a second yeah. what were you saying mitch is on the phone right now what, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. His, his, his name is alex tweet yeah, yeah, yeah i don't know i know yeah. it's not he's not tweeting his name is alex tweet. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't answer his text yeah make him google you <laughs> uh what about yeast cal 
Or do you have to uh, use no, like, we the used, English? Uh, we used the uh, what was it? The um, you own Giga. Like, yes. So you did yeah. get the email then? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Get, I got that one. There you go. See? <laughs> Fucking caught him in a lie right there. barrels there. later, he's finding out he did it the right way. Yeah. Well, but one. you can pronounce giga yeast. You can't pronounce beta-glucanase, bro. So <laughs> well, it's shorter. Yeah. yeah. It's, Apologies, It's Sean. just like protein strength. <laughs> yeah. Very short process. Yeah, exactly. it, was, it was GYO54. Yes. So is that like a, like a low flocculating yeast? Is that what you want? It, or, yeah, you it's, was it though? or you don't care? I mean, I I love it. flavor. It, yeah, it's got a really nice fruity ester. It's there's, I mean, there's like fifty fucking options now for for you know the quote unquote hazy IPA yeast. Mm. Um, to me, there's is definitely got the best balance of aromatics with predictability. Aren't they all just of, English strains? Aren't they all like an English yeast? Because everyone always mentions the esters. Yeah. And then, of course, I think about it not like falling out. Yeah. yeah. So they're all just some form of English strain, well, right? So, I mean, yeah, it is an English strain, yeah. They, they're all derivative of a mutated English strain. But okay. they're all very, I mean, quite different. And they perform very differently. Do you we, use we've, multiple? We've used, so we, we've gone through a lot of different, um, re, what you call it, retailer for yeast? I don't know. Uh, either way, we've gone through a lot of different yeast manufacturers, and, okay. and um, we really settled on Giga yeast because that one, like I said, it was one of the most predictable. Okay. We, we knew we. I again, this goes back to me just being lazy and not doing math. They're also <laughs> local. I, I know the stuff to you like that's that true. Day. Yeah, no, it's true. Yeah, <laughs> lazy for, free overnight delivery. Exactly. Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> so, um, but no, this awesome has a predictable strain. We know where it's going to finish out at. Based on, I can look at a malt bill I write and know where that yeast is going to finish at. Okay. So, so with 500 barrel fermenters, I, and I know from some being in the brewery, you do a yeast spring for your house yeast. What did you do in this case? Just a cone to cone? Uh, well, we have well, we don't do cone to cone. We have uh, we have yeast yeast tanks, and so what we'll do is oh. we'll actually prop it up in there as well okay. um, with agitators on there, and then we'll just and then what we'll we never go cone to cone because we'll go into the brinks, and then we're pitching by, we're pitching by weight, and then uh, we'll go on from there. So nice, we did a good job. Thank you. You're I mean, th- don't thank me. Thank the staff. I mean, a, <laughs> I mean they're the ones that were like they, they. I mean, they killed it. I mean, yeah. honestly, they're the ones that are doing it every day. Um, you know. I'm kind of I come up with the idea uh, when, on this one with Alex, of course, but they're the ones that are opening up those big rice hole bags, <laughs> right? <laughs> Blowing up in their face. I was gonna yeah. say they're the ones cleaning the rice holes off the top yeah. of the louder. Tub. Exactly. Uh, yeah. I mean, we had some pretty crazy brew days. I mean, they just went really long, like where you're just the louder, just endless, and wow. you're just trying to make it work. So okay. Yeah. Well, it's a great beer, and you think this is now going to end up in the seasonal lineup? Yeah, or? I think yeah. so. Well, depending on how the rest of this uh, show goes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See if y'all still like each other at the end. No, we're going to do it. It's already... I'm the only one not laughing. <laughs> <laughs> no, it'll be. It'll definitely be in there. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I was probably uh, passed out for a second there. You didn't mention the, the malts, uh, I assume oats and... Uh, and yeah, yeah, no, we did talk about them. You did pass them. It was like an hour. Um, <laughs> we did it quickly, though. We, no, we rushed well, over Any it. naked oats? Yeah, yeah. so, so we, we put you in... mentioned the hustlers, so I assume. Yeah, so we had our raw two-row. We put Sips's Golden Promise in, which oh. we both really like. Um, Chris so malted oats, raw and malted wheat, and Simpson's Golden Naked Oats. That is just a lot. What of percent are the golden naked? Is it, can you tell percentages there? Ten. I, think, I can't right? tell you that part oh. legally. <laughs> Casey, we'll talk about that later. Off the air. And it's ten percent actually. Cool. 
Yeah. That's a lot. Is that a common one, Tasty, that yeah, you find? That's, yeah, in the haze, forget the protein for sure. Okay. Yeah, right. Now, you centrifuge in, in your brew. Did you centrifuge this Yeah, we, have, we did centrifuge it, so we're just trying to remove some of the yeast. So, yeah. it's, you know, um, and we just ran that thing as fast as we could. Oh, as like, short a time as you could, you mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was trying to figure that out. Slow it down, but the pump's running fast. I see. Cool. And you had to do that just to get yeast out, you're saying? Yeah, we want to remove some material, um, but you want to, especially yeast. I mean, yeah. you know, hazy IPs, uh, hazy IPAs, I think you don't want a lot of yeast in there. You want all the other material. No, you want the polyphenols, and they're yeah. lighter and, than and, yeast. And the protein. Yeah. Yep. Um, and so um, you want to get the yeast out. That's, that's, where, have... that's, where, that's where you're going to end up with your problem with settling. Okay. With you well, know, a sediment in the bottom of a can or a bottle. Yeah. And them just straight up tasting bad. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure a lot of the ones you get, like, I'm hypersensitive to that kind of aspirin bite when there's yeah. too much yeast in suspension. And, yeah. Um, that's why, I mean, again, this is what was cool about it was my guys constantly bitching at me for a centrifuge. Right. And then yeah. them getting to see how much <laughs> how much smoother it goes when you can fire that thing through a centrifuge. And I never would have thought that you did it at all, actually. I yeah. never would have thought that. Did you have to experiment with that? Like, yeah, okay, that how was, can we do this so that we're not losing what we want? My girlfriend's calling me right now. You want me uh, to talk to her? Nice, I have a girlfriend, Brad, Sean. <laughs> Jesus, you... <laughs> Do you ever stop gloating? Babe, I can't talk to you. I'm on the air right now. Yeah. No, hi, Christy Brinkley. No, no, no. I don't have time right now. Hang on. It's my model girlfriend. Yeah, Yeah. use the Mercedes. (laughs) Right, right. No, no, not the white one, the black one. She thought I'd be home earlier. She's going to go eat dinner. No, no, the the summer home? No, that's occupied that week. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's right, sweetheart. No, Philip took the G5. Yeah. Philip, where did that come from? Uh, what were we talking about? I was asking well, if, if you had to Wait, experiment with the centrifuge to get it right too, to not do too much or too little. Yeah, well, I'm not as intimate with that uh, when that happened, but I know we had some challenges and we had some long center, centrifuge runs. Definitely okay. had that happen. So, and and, I and we were learning it while we were doing the spear. Yeah, that is kind of like that's what one time shots are. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's something that I think people should hear. I mean. That's ballsy as hell that they were like, yeah, no, we'll just brew 500 barrels of this. I was like, right? like yeah, that's we went crazy. From, we went from yeah. 12 barrels yeah. to 500. I mean, it's yeah. just like, wow, you know, straight up. Alex well, is and, like, and dumbass. And then we're right. tweaking well, it, you yeah. know. We're trying to tweak it, you know, with In each between. iteration. You know, even within brews, like, oh, that didn't work out too well. Let's try it. Yeah. Oh, the runoff there was, you know, horrible. Let's try to do it this time. So mm-hmm. we're always adjusting it the whole, you know, whole step of the way. Cool. Adjusting bitterness, just trying to get it all dialed in. I that's mean, the great part about But that's, you know, it's kind of like speaking to what Alex said earlier. I mean, they're, they don't they don't repeat a lot of beers, but when you do, you have the opportunity to kind of adjust as you go. And so yeah. that's, and, and as we make this beer, I think this beer will evolve, um, and, yeah. we'll, and I think it'll yeah. become a. And, and on all our beers, I mean, we're never we're always trying to tweak it here or there. But see, Alex, even what he, with five hundred, you're saying like, holy shit, they're just going for it with yeah. the. Fi- the inverse of that, though, is you're like one and done. You do the batch, and that's well, it. He actually yeah. gets to blend five brews yeah. Yeah. into that. For, so that's but it's still but all it's still, coming through one canning line. It, 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 well, yeah. I mean, it's, it, it sounds like we're adjusting each time, yeah. but we can't really make an adjustment until the third batch. Yeah. So we start, oh, we okay. mash in, and then we're moving it to the louder ton. And once it gets to the kettle, we kind of have we know what we have, but we're already we you know we have already to, moving. Okay. We're already moving along. Can't so. change the grain bill on a second one. Yeah. I understand. Okay. Third. Yeah. Okay. So it's there's it's a four vessel system. Got it. Okay. 
You should, yeah, check, it, you should come by room. sometime and check it out. I don't know if you've ever been there before. <laughs> I have. I love Stand it. In the I'm waiting till you build the amphitheater inside. I just, uh, you know, <laughs> I go down and pick up beer from time to time. <laughs> oh, that's right. You did stop in recently. And Thanks for I saying did hello. I also, you were, <laughs> I asked for that? you, you were in a meeting. They went into the meeting and you was, refused me. I think it was something you like said, that. Who is it? You, 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 you shooed them away. It's and not Mitch or Matt. No, let him go. You say, exactly. They're like, like, look at this guy name dropping. Yeah, is yeah. his last name Steele? No. Oh, then I'm busy. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, but I also put your, your tasting room on the big screen at the World Beer Cup. I go down there for important things. Oh, that's right. You did we, do that. You did a tasting party, uh, a viewing party. During the award ceremony. That's right. I put you on screen for the yeah. entire world. you set world. that up? I thought that was the BA. That was me. Oh, okay. Through the BA. Oh, okay. They hired me to do it. He okay. produced it. Oh, okay. Thank you. Well, thank you. I'm the producer. Well, you got free kegs out of it. So. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. Seems fair. I got to get us to a break. Then we gotta, got to, all you got to do is read it, do a live read. And I, do, I do have to do that. And then we have to do another segment. We'll just finish up. Is that okay? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to have another Fieldwork Pilsner, though, because it's yeah, a damn okay. good beer. Thank you. Yeah, I like that beer. I will, too, with you. Yeah, I like that beer a lot. I started the show with that. I'm going to finish the show with that. Oh, hey, my girlfriend just called. <laughs> oh, I'm just making that uh, up. You have one, too? Your, your model girlfriend just what, called? What, I'm just making that up. What's his name? <laughs> All right, before we go, uh, Craft Brew Creative, you sweat and toil over creating exceptional beer. Well, Craft Brew Creative will assure that your branding reflects that outstanding craft. They take the time to understand your vision throughout a straightforward and results-driven process. Uh, you end up with a tangible that will make you proud of your brewery brand and feel confident in your market. They do logo design, branding strategy, websites, labels, tap handles. That's just a few of the things that they excel in. And because Craft Brew Creative's great relationship with the Brewing Network, they're going to give you 15% off your first design or branding project, which is good for up to $300 in savings. So go to craftbrewcreative.com for details and mention the Brewing Network for your savings. Craftbrewcreative.com. Elevate your brand. All right. I got to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to drink some more beer. Done. Sully, you okay? It's not past your bedtime? I, I might have to go soon. You, you got another two minutes. You want me to call your girlfriend back and say you got... No, don't do that. <laughs> Hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Check out their brand new patent-pending mash-and-boil 110-volt electric mashing and boiling unit. This compact all-stainless unit lets you mash, sparge, and boil just about anywhere that has a 110-volt plug. Double-wall construction adds to efficiency and safety, and a precise thermostat keeps temperatures where you want them. Unlike insulated buckets and converted coolers, multiple temperature rest mashing is easy to do all for under 300 bucks they also feature the mark II work pump a magnetic drive high temperature pump that does the work of pumps that cost twice as much as well as exclusive brewers edge regulators and quality keg king kegs and disconnects check them out today at williamsbrewing.com to bruise their vast selection 
Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters, this is Jamel Zanishev, and I want to tell you about Heretic Evil Twin. You might be familiar with my homebrew recipe, which uses massive late hopping to create a balance between the malty sweet and the hoppy bitter, along with an outrageous malt and hop character. I wanted a beer with the same bold hop and malt character, so we played around with the homebrew recipe until we were able to make a great commercial version, too. We've created a beer rich in malt character, full of caramel, toast, biscuit, and an ever-so-subtle roast note. On top of that, we piled in an insane amount of citra and Columbus hops at the end of the boil, as well as in dry hopping. This damn-the-cost approach to hopping gives Heretic's Evil Twin a great blast of citrus and tropical fruit that can't be matched by any other hop. The result is a bold, malty, hoppy, but easy-drinking beer. This is our top seller, our flagship beer, and I couldn't be prouder of it. Cheers. To find Heretic Beers near you, click on Find Some at hereticbrewing.com. Hi, this is Tyler from Libertine Brewing Company in the central coast of California. You're listening to Brewing Network, The Session. It sucks. Does it suck? It sucks. But that's what's good about it, is that it sucks, right? All right, welcome back to the program, and thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, go check out Great Fermentations at greatfermentations.com. They've got the largest catalog of Blickman products on the web, and their staff is some of the best trained in the business using Blickman products. They've got top-notch customer service and same-day shipping on so many items. Check them out at greatfermentations.com. And be sure to like them on Facebook. It's GR8 Fermentation, Instagram, and Twitter, GR8 Fermentation, and greatfermentations.com. Check it all out. All right. Now's the time we get to dick around a little more. Finish up the show. We already haven't done that? Um, I put a, uh, a Fieldwork Pilsner in my glass to, to wrap up the last segment. What's it called? White, White horse, Ribbon. White Ribbon. There we go. It's a good beer. Thank you. Thank you. Can I try a sip of that? Yeah. I started the show with this, too. That's why I wanted to finish it. I'm always pale ales and pilsners. It's almost all I drink. You're a man of good taste. I'm with you there. I like the ABV, and uh, they each have their own uh, Pale ale needs to come back hard. Seriously. Oh, I love it. That's my favorite Please, stuff. everybody, all like the brewers that. out there, pale ale, please. I feel it's not the brewers, it's the customers. Well, yeah. But they make it, they won't make it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I made, you know, uh, Firestone got rid of my favorite pale ale, the Pale 31, and I made them a funeral video of it. Like, complete with Sarah McLaughlin as the soundtrack, yes. as the saddest, yes. you know, saddest funeral video ever. Uh, but anyhow, they were like, yeah, look, it's not that we didn't love the beer, but uh, there's not enough Justins in the world buying it. I mean, we're getting rid of We're killing two beers, actually, down to earth. and uh, No, down yeah, to back earth. Back black. Yeah, sorry. Uh, back in black. Yeah. <laughs> We've got two fans of, of, I really like down to earth, Sully. Yeah, it just didn't. Uh, People just, weren't doing it, it just huh? It wasn't happening. Yeah. It's see? no bitter American, I'll tell you that. No, that's true. I like that one, too. I mean, it's funny because Down to Earth is actually really... No, I'm sorry. Back in Black is is big in upstate New York and Atlanta. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's like... God love that. I mean, you know, but, you know, just... Well, upstate New York, they're all It doesn't work making the beer, so... It doesn't work with your 500-barrel fermenters. Yeah. Well, we actually have smaller ones, too, 200 barrels, too. Does it... Do you feel sorrow when you have to give away, you know, and some of your... Yeah, I mean, we just made the last batch of Down to Earth, and it's probably the best batch. I was like, why are we we killing this? I mean, I'll look at Dave Wilson, our president like why I'll, I'll say why are you doing this to me why are you killing my children yeah yeah and so it's He's like, like you know see, that's the total opposite of alex because he can't wait to murder his children <laughs> i do i love killing beers <laughs> off alex is <laughs> homicidal about beers wow i'm but like wait the- when is sea farmer coming back and I he's like that no, dead, dead. no but that, i mean that's the best thing though is i mean think about it, though your last memory of that beer is gonna be the best batch ever yeah that's the way that's every true. beer should be no you I, should kill yeah. it on a beer and go 
fuck, I can't make that better, and then don't make it again. Oh, it's yeah. It's great. I, like, oh, I love doing that. So. See, I, I heard that, that when the Eagles quit playing after Hotel California, it was because they... They could never write a better album. That and they hated each other. But also, they were like, I can never write a better album. That's it. We're done. And uh, I like your philosophy. If you can't make the beer any better. I've never better, been so insulted as to be like compared to the Eagles. Uh, too bad. <laughs> really? Why? Because back, you look like one over. of the Eagles in the 70s? I did not know that there was a sexy eagle, but um, no, no, I, I just hate the I Eagles. I found but, your sore spot. Um, Sorry, Don Henley. <laughs> Hey, his wow. solo shit was amazing. <laughs> that's true. Come on. Uh, Don Henley was a malcontent, and so is Alex. Yeah, yeah, that's true. He's got more in common than he would like to believe. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> surly. Damn it. We just ruined his night. <laughs> Better surly than Sully. Oh! <laughs> Sorry, I'm taking wait, on you so hard wait, today. he didn't leave yet. I'm we're just I know. Out you got to wait till I leave, then you can do it. Yeah. No, but... Uh, so we... We do need to get pale ale back because yes. I, I completely agree. To get you can pack so much flavor in less alcohol, which is just what this industry needs. I push. We call it a pale India ale. Yeah, you got to change Cause, the cause name. It, yeah, because <laughs> if it doesn't have like the three letters, people won't buy it. Yeah, yeah. it's That's two, a good point. 2018, unless it has those three magic letters, I'm stealing like, that right now. Eh, it's not that good. Yeah, but to call it a pia, pia baby. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Why not? Sure. Yeah, see, this called is a pale thing. India ale, and all of a sudden it was like. Oh, because you call it session IPA, and then I, that was the thing that never worked. I I it love did it. Work. It, it did work. It did little. for a little bit, Actually, and only in certain markets. Was, yeah. Some markets okay. are like oh, session. No. What about yeah. small IPA? Somebody was using that down in San Diego. I think that was Society, wasn't was it? Yeah, yeah. That was a great term, but I don't think it'll sell. People don't yeah, like small. that. They don't. Yeah, they want. Yeah, they want that. They want what's cool, have, what's I big, what's there. whatever. But yeah, we talk about this on the show uh, from time to time every week. Yeah. Um, and I know it's it sounds like deceitful, like to to just rename the style or do something else. But the truth is, brewers could completely dictate the market just by altering the terms. Like you've oh, got it right. You know, yeah. you could really just call the next. Uh, 805 is a great example, actually. Uh, that was their honey ale yeah. for years. Yep. And maybe he tweaked it or something. But uh, they were like, hey, what if we stopped calling it honey ale and named it after our area code? Uh, now they're building the brewery of the world on it. Um, and is that really? So uh, that's the story. We're, it was Firestone. Yeah, Sully and I were talking about that last week. Yeah, yeah it's it like there. 80% of their sales or something like that. Yeah. A whole and new for, brewery. And for years, just it was the just their sleeping. Hop on the phone and call Matt Brindle, buddy, and see. Yeah. It was was that your honey ale? Yeah. Well, there's all sorts of stories. Yeah. We have a, a, a friend of the show who had a dry hop saison, and a bar changed it to dry hop session IPA and sold 20% more. Yeah. And it called yeah. them and said, hey, by the way, we're, we need more of this beer. Right. We're selling more of it because we changed the name, and you should too. And the next batch of cans, yeah. session IPA. Yeah. Nothing but no one gives a shit. The the, modern, mean, mar, most yeah. of the consumers are, like we were talking about the last show, hipster douchebags yeah. who don't understand that beer is so much more than three letters. And if you don't – but 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 while you guys are – uh, trying to you know have a business, and I understand that, right? Like so, so you guys are in the tough spot because you're cra- your beer fans, your craft beer fans, yeah. and you want to brew the things that you guys like, but at the same time, it's hard to sell those things. Yeah. And I I don't yeah. I don't want to be in your shoes. I'd rather be in my shoes where I can just complain about it and go get a mixed drink. So but, for sure, but yeah. well, that's well, why I'm well, saying the point being you brew to your customers, <laughs> and if they're idiots, you got to brew for the idiots. Well, right. wait, wait, no, no, no. That's why I'm saying what I'm saying. 
I'm, I'm actually saying exactly what JP said. You get to brew whatever you want. You just have to name it for the idiots. So that's what I'm saying. You could have everything you want. Brew exactly the beer you want, exactly the style. Fuck it up. Don't fuck it up. I don't care. But just name it what the idiots want. Well, but then but it's, I mean, but this is it's a good the non-idiots that will call you on that. And we'll go, well, that's not a pale like me. That's Twelve not a pale of you will call us on right. it. But, but then I think you're back to the, the same situation. You're going to piss off the people who helped kind of grow the industry that you're in. Um, so you have to you have to ride a line. And I, I wouldn't know how to. So I wouldn't I'd like to go on record and say our customers aren't those idiots. Right. Our customers are very intelligent. Awesome human beings. <laughs> this guy. And uh, I didn't participate in that conversation. And their names fantastic. are the following. Albert, yeah, Alfred, yeah. Jones, you named, Jane. You already named them all. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're, out, we're not in 29 states, just one. Right, well, so, I'll um, get my clipboard out and come by someday. But no, no, we, you brought up a fantastic point, which is it, it does, like, I mean, it fucking kills me a lot of times that, uh, so here's how I'll put it, that I think you guys will understand. Yeah. Whoa. Uh, you guys are going to JBF. Right, you guys are going to broadcast from JBF. Now, if you brought in, oh god, I'm going to sound like such a dick right now. Everybody, every (laughs) good point. So, um, and if you grabbed Evernet at your event, who's reviewing beers online on Untapped or whatever they choose, which is, I think it's awesome. Like all for it. And you brought them, put a mic in front of them, and said, "What do you think if Michael Jackson was still alive? He'd think about." craft beer right now uh-huh what do you think the responses would be they would say who no no no. they say <laughs> they would say who they, they'd be I like michael jackson drank beer right. that would be the reaction and that makes me so fucking sad i don't, I don't um, understand this line of thought right now is that just people a lot of people don't do their homework and okay. they don't i mean to me if you're i'm not saying you now have to it. know Beer history to review beer, do, do whatever you want. Like, yeah, yeah, honestly, yeah. be happy. I, I'm not trying to tell you what to do. Right, but I, I, I would much. I'd be a lot happier if. I'm trying to say I'd be happier if people just bought pale ale and German beer and Belgian beer. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, for me, it's like when I like, go to like a tasting room and like you see the big beer board and you see all these different beers and like it's all these different and unique uh, ingredients. And I'm like, ah, I don't know, I really know that brewery. I don't know, I don't know about that beer. But if I see Sierra Nevada pale ale, yeah, I will buy it every time, every yeah. time. Absolutely. But that might be my old manness. No, no, no. Well, okay, it's then it's mine too. Having good taste. I but, mean, you know, you the, know what you're going to get. You know, it's it's a great beer. But the the yeah. other balance here, and and I I do, I do think this is what JP's talking about. If I'm from the right same page can, 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 here, can I said I said Sierra Nevada Pale Ale three times. <laughs> is the balance between how much of those, I'm just, you know beer nerds. I'm just going to call them yeah. beer nerds that, that care and that write on the things. How much do do they matter to the sales of your beer? And they matter for street cred, and they matter because we respect their opinions. But what I'm saying is when you brew the beer you want, which is going to be a great beer to them also, but you name it the wrong thing, how much does that even matter? I don't know. It's hard well, to be honest. I mean, yeah. How I can you even know that? I mean, I think, well, for us, it's packaging gets you in the door. I mean, you know, yeah. people buy the beer because they heard about it through a friend or they're walking through the grocery store aisle and they see this, you know, wow, this is an interesting beer. What brings them back is the liquid inside, the beer inside. Right. So, it, so if you come and, through, and, and, yeah. And then also the name. And the name's important, too. I mean, yeah. that's what, you know, you guys are uh, at Field Rig, you do, you do great names. You do great descriptions. I mean, they're long, but um, they're... Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> but they're... Fuck you so hard. <laughs> <laughs> At least they're not the rare barrel. Long or artist. Yeah. But you're kind of pulled into the story. I mean, you know, I wrote a press release for, actually for this beer, uh, and I was trying to channel Alex, and I didn't do a very good job because everybody pushed it back and said, what the hell are you trying to say? I was like, I don't know, Alex. Tweet. Um, and so, uh, I'm going to pretend that was name drop just so I feel better about myself. <laughs> no, because, I mean, I mean you, 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 so the name and the description yeah. and, and all that, I think, is what pulls people in. Yeah. Well, and I, the yeah. A little bit of backstory. Well. Can, I, yeah. can I bring up a point real fast? Yeah. I find it's interesting that um, we, uh, well, you guys as yeah. the industry um, are essentially trying to lower the AB, the IBUs of IPA. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just It's just a commentary I realized today. Like IPA is like the king of all craft beer. People crave IPA. People crave IPA. But as the IBUs get lower and lower, people seem to want it more just because it, it, it corresponds with a different look. And so it kind of, to me, I guess, reinforces my you know assertion that if you like hazy IPA, you don't really like hazy You don't like IPA. You really want a pale ale. Well, yeah. so it has I, that malt, yeah. it has JP, that soft, they, they it do, has that flavor, all but these it's just beers a little have, bit more alcohol. They, they have yeah. flavor. Right. And, well, and most of the and, and, and you look at West Coast IPA for the past five years, to me, didn't have that flavor. It was actually lightening up where it was like, oh, here's just two row and tons of fucking hops. To me, that's really, really boring. And the hazy IPA really is riding that line, I think, between pale ales and IPAs. But I, I think that if you go to a bar and you drink a hazy IPA because you like the mouthfeel and it's not as bitter, you don't really want an IPA. Try fucking pale ale. Try something else. You're not wrong. Right. Thank you. But no, Alex I'll, Tweet said I was not wrong at this time of day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, I mean, you know, but not to jump back too far, but you, you also are asking, you know, do the beer geeks matter um, completely? They buy because all the beer. Look how, well, no, I mean, look mm-hmm. how fast it hazy IPA went from this thing that wasn't called hazy IPA to being in GABF to being on every tap list. Yeah. I mean, lightning quick. That yeah. didn't just come from out of nowhere. Yeah. That started at the Beer Geeks. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. You know, I, I tell everybody, when I was bartending, before we uh, opened the brewery up, I was bartending in Oakland, and I would have, like, 80-year-old women coming in going, do you have the Pliny the Elder? Of course, yeah. That's fucking awesome. But that came from the beer geeks. That wasn't just... You're right. You're right. And that's why... Everything starts with the people who love it the most. Yeah. You know? You're right. And I think you you cannot ignore the people who have the most love for what you're doing. Yeah. And I think that... So that's super important to it. But I think also there's, you know, also... uh, You can't be disingenuous about it. You got to... You know, right? You got to actually be into what you're doing, or it's going to show. So, can we just put? Uh, you can name it whatever you want, call it whatever style you want, but make a like coded footnote on every can and bottle and whatever that's <laughs> yes. like that only the beer geeks get, like, like a, a decipher, like, like a weird it's a, date code. It's, it's a wink. It's like I got you, bro. Yeah, like, we know we're look full at it of under shit. a black light yeah. with one eye. <laughs> yeah, but I got uh, you, and we know this description is full shit. I'm well, opening up National like, Treasure Brewing like Company. Yeah, beer. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Well, I was. I was at uh, Heretic the other day and uh, texting with Jamil because he was off gallivanting somewhere. And I go, oh, hey, English pale. That's cool. And he goes, it's really my bitter, but nobody buys it. So I call it a pale ale to sell it. Yes, nice. completely. Yeah. We've totally yeah. done that before. Yeah. We're, well, you that know. was my rule of thumb you know, when I first started brewing and you did something wrong. Beer didn't turn out the way you wanted it to. The way you fix it is you dry hop it and you change the name. Yeah. <laughs> so this is like from back in 1994. Yeah. Uh, you know. We're not reinventing the wheel here. Yeah. yeah. 
We're but not I, making triangle wheels again. Yeah. Well, yeah. Then, you know. Yes. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you for bringing idea. it right back around. You're welcome. Just. You're welcome. <laughs> and and also, you know, like we were talking, like yeah, like it does suck when you don't get to brew only what you want because. We saw it happen already. How many brewers were talking a gang of shit about hazy IPA? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Damn near all of them, and guess what they're all doing now? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And how many so, of them built a brewery yeah. to, to brew and because of brewing that beer? Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, you, you anybody who says they you, you have to pay attention and you have to care, and they're brewing what they don't want to brew, and so be it. But what I love is, I mean, I... We founded our brewery on IPA. We've been doing what we do. But I love, and this goes back to our amazing, intelligent customers. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Barry could speak to this better than nice I could, Albert. but we fucking sell a shitload of Belgian beer. Hmm. And, and Belgian's in the fucking toilet right now. And we're we're selling out tons of Belgian beer. Saison, wow. Pilsner, Lager. Like, you know, Barry's got, he's built this amazing sales team that, that helps that happen. But it's also well, gone to the point Alex. where, you're welcome. <laughs> See? I'm glad you did one thing, Barry. Yeah. Now maybe one day uh, Alex can get a better brew house, it sounds like. That's really what yeah. it's yeah. leading up to. I, yeah. It's, it's, hey. It's, it's called You Gotta Lick It Before You Stick. So, um, I mean, if you're into that. But, yeah. You know. Wow. The so, um, Fieldwork brand no, but, is so strong. If you make it, yeah. it will sell. Just no, but. Water yeah. Well, thank you, but, yeah. but to go back to what you're saying, uh, yeah, I don't love everything I do, but. It warms my goddamn cold, icy heart mm. when I see a cell of, <laughs> we'll brew a 50-barrel batch of Belgian pale ale, and it's gone in two weeks. That makes me so stoked to be doing yeah, what we're doing, amazing. where we're doing it. And yeah. um, these are styles I didn't think I'd ever get to brew because no one is buying them. And it, yeah. I just, you know, we're, I'm not kidding, though, when I'm complimenting our customers. Our customers are incredible, and they they are adventurous into going back in time now and trying styles that are not hot now, yeah. but that we love and that the people we really respect love. And they're going, they're drinking them and they're they're buying them again. So, um, yeah. So that was a roundabout. <laughs> <laughs> I've been working on the railroad. <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> glory, hallelujah. Yeah, that's what I I've been working on the railroad. More glory, glory. <laughs> yeah. well, either well, way, you, it's you, Your customers really do drive the show. I mean, like yeah. case in point, down to earth, back in black, not doing so well. I mean, I love those beers. I love those styles. And they had the, they were popular at one point. I mean, black IPAs have been kind of the downturn for a while now. Uh, session IPAs as well. I think it's kind of becoming the new pale ale um, in a lot of ways. But, you yeah. know, you, and it, that's what's great. I mean, your customers essentially are telling you what they want, you know, yeah. and so you have to listen to them. And we also get emails about this and that. And, uh, you know, Do you? Yeah, about where people... They They're usually from Matt Brindleson. I want to no. read no. through your emails no, one day. No, no, but, we, you know, customers send in, you know, emails about, like, you know, we can't find this beer. What's going on with this beer? Whereas it's it's great. It's okay. a great way to keep in touch. So, I mean. You guys get hate mail? Not hate mail, but you <laughs> actually sometimes you'll get, you know, an email in the middle of the night, like from somebody who's you can tell they've been drinking and there's like, you know, and they're like, they're, they're, they're going yeah. off on something or yeah. I can't find like, you know, the, the 15 pack of blood orange. Where can I get it? You know, and then you know, we'll send them out a note and tell them where you can find it nice. uh, next morning while they're having a cup of coffee. If you get hate mail, any of you, I should ask this of all my guests. 
We all save it anonymously because I would love to read brewery hate mail oh, on the air one day. We we'll should keep it anonymous, not who it's to, not who it's right. from. But how fun would it be to read? Like, because we could talk about our our listenership, basically. Like, we have some great source material. For you that. do? We, we yeah. should have done. It would that. be a great segment, don't <laughs> well, you think? This would be an amazing segment. We should have done the brewers read their own bad beer review. Yeah, yeah, well, it'd be similar to that, right? Well. Yeah, but I don't. But fun. I would rather it be anonymous, like so that we don't know which brewery it went to or or who it came from. Just general craft beer nerd hate mail. I could probably pull some up right now. It would be an amazing segment. <laughs> I'm going to follow up with you guys on this. Let's okay. do that. <laughs> they could be really good. Um, hey, if you uh, want to geek out on beer yourself and learn more about the microbes responsible for making sour and farmhouse beer, check out White Labs at their Asheville facility or their online uh, webinar series. It's September 11th and 12th, and it's the new Sour Beer Essentials Workshop. It's a two-day workshop, and it will explore the finer points of fermenting sour beer intricacies of handling the yeast and bacteria, the history and traditions of these beers, and so much more. So for more information, by the way, it's either in Asheville or online, so it doesn't matter where you are. You can head to whitelabs.com slash education, whitelabs.com slash education. Oh, by the way, I love our customers, too. I mean, I know Alex said it like 12 times, but I, we have very intelligent, and I, we love our customers. Wonderful too. customers. Good yes. job following Alex's lead there. I like I, it. I just want to have to get the one. So we just have a couple things finished. Sully, you got to get out of here? i got to go, so okay. please start talking about my uh, Thank you so much for coming in, right, and well, uh, it's good to see you. A wonderful job on the beer. Thank you. And uh, we'll see and you we'll soon, Sully. We'll see you guys next time. Fun right. hanging, buddy. Hey, we'll yeah. talk about the, uh, we're going to do the tasting room tour. That's, yeah, that's actually that a good idea. All right. Okay. He's talking offline now. <laughs> so was that his helicopter that just landed on the roof? Yeah, that's oh, okay. the one. Yeah, that's Sorry. the Sully copter. Oh, okay. The yeah. Sully bird. He, just, he summoned his Tesla. <laughs> Sully Force One. Yeah, that's how I knew he had to go. It's Sully Force One was yeah. on the roof. <laughs> <laughs> just vibrating the whole place. Yeah. Um, Top 30. Twitter game. Yes. What was our Twitter game tonight? Uh, our Twitter game was, I'm outraged, and I want to know what Twitter is outraged about right now, too. How did they do out they in the Twitter right. world? They did okay. Okay. Uh, Brad Allen says, I'm outraged that you're outraged, which I really appreciate. Okay. Uh, Homebrew Dave says, I'm outraged that the Polish malt is cheaper by the bag than the American malt. Okay. <laughs> The Polish malt, the one bag that they have. Yeah, there's, do we know what the Polish malt is? No, we don't. Okay. Uh, Nicole Ernie says, I'm outraged that my hazy IPA was only slightly turbid. <laughs> oh, I would be too. Yeah. Not the Fieldwork 2A collab. Effing <laughs> uh, Beer says, I'm outraged of all of the cool brewery people in Scotland. We got stuck with Brewdog. Oh. Oh, uh, can I chime in on that real yeah. quick? Uh Brewdog's putting out uh, the Brewdog Network. Uh-huh. Oh. Tell me we're suing them. No, I'm not going to do it, but their logo's fucking identical. What? It's not a hop grenade, but Cease like the... Cease baby. Let's the, go. The, like the, the old one, like the stacked the, and then underneath brewing and network. Yeah. Same font, same lineup, same oh, yeah. everything. So the only... So literally, there's just a couple of letter difference. It's uh, the Brewdog that's Network. That's the new thing in, in beers where you steal people's logos and then change it just a bit and then wait for that cease and desist and then yeah. you publish it. And Dude, it's what identical. They're, and what they're doing, you're looking it up, and what yeah. they're doing is like a streaming video service, mm -hmm. which is exactly the category that my trademark is in for the brewery. Like, I, in other words, I got this like dialed in. Yeah. 
But you know what? I'm not going to do it. Why? Ripping people off is so punk rock. I don't. <laughs> here's why. I don't think they they ripped me off deliberately. Um, really? Yeah, I don't think that. Why would they? The logo wasn't that great, <laughs> to be honest. I think oh, they for, oh. for the press. I think they could have done better for this conversation. Um, and also. It's just another, like, content format, and I think that's fine. Like, there's, okay, there's ABC and NBC. Did they, like, sue each other? Because that's, like, too similar, no, right? And they're both just broadcasters. They're, they're trying to bring content to the beer world. So instead, I think what they should do is sponsor the Brewing Network to get the word out for the new BrewDog Network rather than me sue them because I'll win. Uh-huh. Um, and so how are you going to facilitate that? I was going to send them an email and say, hey, dude. Hey, James. What's yeah. up, buddy? Yeah. I'm just text him. Yeah, right. <laughs> you want to give him a name dropping? Cease and buy some time. Yeah. so I shouldn't say. Anything. I don't think it's going to work anyway. Yeah. Uh, but, but just because everyone's a dick. Um, but I, I don't think I should sue them. I think I should see how their content goes. Have you it's, heard about their content? It's going to fail. Have you um, heard about it? Yeah, yeah, I read a little about yeah, it. It's, yeah, it's uh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Let me know when your email doesn't work, and then so, I can, we can talk about it. Somewhere. We'll still be. The, <laughs> we'll, in other words, we'll still be the oldest and longest running network in uh, streaming mm-hmm. media. But that's what I mean. They don't. Care. It doesn't matter. They don't care if it fails or, or whatever. It's just something to do. Yeah. To get the name out. So. Well, they got some it. cash to spend too. But yeah, yeah, they got investors. Well, they have, yeah. well, yeah, they have investors because they go on Kickstarter. You know what well, would make no, it work? Well, no, they got investing. Yeah. Is if they advertise in the Brewing Network, right? And allow us to curate programming for them. <laughs> so we work for them. Yeah. Well, we already do it. We'll just give them the video from the fucking webcam. Uh, <laughs> well, let me know if that doesn't work, and then we can talk about it again. Nothing's going to work. <laughs> but yeah, I looked up that logo. You saw it, Bevo? It's my logo. <laughs> it's yeah. identical. Yeah, it's it's just the same. And so what if they say, no, oh. we don't want to do that? Then 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 what? You're going to let them, let them use it? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Why Your court case thought? just got rock solid. <laughs> they yeah. got tons of money. Let's take some of that. Uh, it would cost us too much to do that. Uh, and represent in the, yourself in court. And in the end, the PR value wouldn't wouldn't be good for either of us. Mostly, uh, I think it'd be great actually, mostly us. it would be bad for us. No, I, I disagree. I think it'd be great. No. It'd be really bad for what them because they already have a lot of bad PR. But they they uh, they they have more reach, uh, more attitude, more uh, goodwill with the general public. We we have the beer like we have the tight knit like super army. Yeah, but they've just got. Like the and and the fight is about something silly. That's why. If the fight were about my hop grenade, that would be different because that would be like, oh, you now you actually took a thing that we're completely identified with. Mm-hmm. But this, this, they're just trying to put out content, and it would be pitched as like we're trying to stop them from putting out content. It would go okay. awry very right. quickly. Okay, you should crowdfund your I litigation. This well, all out. No, yeah. what I think we I should disagree. do is actually. This company, BrewDog, they should just buy this other company called The Brewing Network. I would sell it for, for much cheaper than they probably bought that logo for. Probably. <laughs> no. So, put us all out of our misery. Justin. Yeah. If, if I was your business advisor, yeah. <laughs> just shut up. <laughs> See, I've never done that. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why we're here. This is why Not we lunch. are where we are. <laughs> Plus, I can just delete this. It's fine. No one listens to this program. No. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure Wait, we have why are, why are we here? Unless you're an advertiser, in which case, if you're a brewery, you'd like to advertise in the Brewing Network. We actually currently have 70,000 more listeners and viewers than BrewDog Network has. Mm-hmm. But who's counting? But who's counting? But so when does Alex get to uh, tape a, you know, a lead-in? No. 
Oh, oh no. I, right now. Right oh, no. after this show. You weren't right here, now. were you? Oh, did you I told one? them, I want, no, I said, we'll slip you some cash and we'll... We'll dub over the 21A paid advertising. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, this is Sean O'Sullivan from 21st Amendment. Or from Fieldwork Brewing. Come on in to our uh, Fieldwork tasting room. Yeah. And, yeah. At, and then change the everything. Okay, what else we got in the tweet? The last one uh, from Ryan says, uh, in Chechnya, we have no outrage, only inrage. Tell us how you make rage go out. I like that, actually. It's not like laugh out loud, but it's very clever. <laughs> it's, it's deep cuts. What was the one before that, before I started? Of all the pitching? cool brewery people in Scotland, we got stuck with Brewdog. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right, let's give it to the Chechnya guy. All right, Ryan, there you all go. Right. Good job. That's our Twitter game winner for today. Um, hey, don't forget to go to NeshemaneCreekBrewing.com and check them out. They've been on the Philly Brewing beer map scene since 2012. Uh, they've got four Philly Beer Scene Magazine Awards for Brewer of the Year uh, and, a, and a third, uh, sorry, for Brewer of the Year and a third for Brewery of the Year. Two-time GABF Vienna-style lager medal winner. That's impressive. Um, and a bronze for their smoke lager in 2016. So they've got a large, expanded, recently renovated tap room with 24 beer on tap, 18 of which are all rotating seasonal uh, and or limited beers, and a variety of beer styles from hoppy double IPAs to sessionable and poundable lagers. Free brewery tours on Saturdays. Go to NeshaminiCreekBrewing.com. They're also a lot of fun, so hang out with them when you're there, too. We like them. Hope to see you at GABF. All right. Is that it? Oh, Adam and Eve. Something to Adam and Eve. Mm. I don't have it open, but I think I can do it by memory. <laughs> Um, my man looking to Dubai. adamy.com um, free shipping uh, 50% off just about any one item that's right plus the G-Spot kit big yep. O the big O kit sorry that's <laughs> <laughs> much about the G-Spot I mean I was close right <laughs> Okay, the, the fact that you just said I was close right in regards to this the G spot. is terrible. But the big you O know, and the G spot. Okay. Uh, go to adamyve.com, use coupon code BNARMY, B-N-A-R-M-Y, and uh, you'll get yourself all of that good stuff, 50% off an item, uh, free shipping, the big O kit. Um, yeah, check it out. Adamyve.com. All right, I think my obligations are complete. That's correct. How do we do, field worker? Are you guys good? You happy? Had a lovely, you did amazing evening, and thank you so much for having us. <laughs> Thanks, guys, for being here. It was fun to hang out and talk. That was great. Yeah, sorry I missed the last one. So, well, you know what? We're going to do a tour with Sully. Another of all tour of, of all of our tap rooms. So we're going to serve a terrible idea at all of our tap rooms. Excellent. Huh? Dates cool. to be determined. I want to come hang out at your that's tap what, room that's for that. The thing, y- y'all are invited. We we need to. I would love to. We're going to do a bus. Somebody needs to show up. You're gonna, oh, you're going to so do like a, a, a tour all in one thing. Yeah. Oh, please send me an invite. I will. I'd love to go on that. I will. I also have. There may be one overnight there. stay. That's fun too. There may be two overnight stays. So we're taking a, a real tour. Can we call it a terrible tour? <laughs> it's a terrible tour. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we will. A terrible as as idea. It, 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 it's All a, right. Are you kidding me? It's a horrible idea. It's the worst idea ever. I'll bring the Adderall, and uh, I think it'll be fine. Okay. Who's bringing the cocaine? <laughs> I don't know. I'm strictly bath salts. Oh, bath salts. That's why we got to stay overnight, so you can soak. <laughs> I'm going to eat your face off. Just wait. <laughs> 
Uh, that sounds great. Please do invite. That sounds awesome. Thanks, guys. I really like appreciate that, it. I like uh, that you're so actually nice to see you literally well. thinking that you're going to take a bath with bath salts like a bath bomb. And <laughs> Alex is going to smoke <laughs> the bath salts and rip your face off. Oh, yeah. I'll be like yeah. laying in my room waiting for Alex. Like, Alex, I thought we were <laughs> <Yeah>. bath salting. <laughs> hey, pulls the off. Water's getting cold. Yeah. Water's getting cold. Quicker, I can eat you. I got a bath bomb. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> yeah. Alex going to be like, that idiot. Just shave beforehand. Again. <laughs> and afterwards. Uh, all right. Next week on the program, we've got Bent Paddle Brewing Company. Uh, that should be fun. And then don't forget about our Oktoberfest right here in the park in Concord. Uh, that's October 12th and 13th. we got a uh, little more than 20 breweries that will participate. Uh, we'll be serving their beer for that. So go to ConcordOctoberfest.com, and you'll be able to buy tickets starting tomorrow. All right. Are we good? Yes. Hang on. I have to find your theme song. Oh, shit. can't believe I forgot. You don't know that by heart now? How would I ever forget your theme song? I don't know. All right, boys. Thanks again. And Sully, thank you for being in here. I know you're on your way home right now listening to us. We didn't have anything bad to say about you this time. You did a great job. made something up. Oh, whatever. Yeah. He's gotten so kind in his old age, right? It's true. Yeah. We love you, Sully. All right. Take us out of here, JP. Thank you to our show sponsor, More Beer. You can get absolutely everything you need to make great beer at home by going to morebeer.com. 21st Amendment and Fieldwork, two great breweries making great beer together. Find them on the World Wide Web of Things and Stuff at 21st-amendment.com and fieldworkbrewing.com, respectively. Merge your love of Disneyland with your lack of engaging podcast. Go to Ears Up Podcast, the JP, Terrence, Bebo, and Taryn talk about all things Disney. Get on Twitter for some good beer insight and homebrew info and follow Nate Smith at Nathan Homebrew, Mike McDowell at Tasty McD, Warren is stuck over at Another Beardy, Jason, I wrote the forward to a serious book by, written by a human lawyer, Petros, knows Twitter is dead, so he's on Instagram at Major Jip, and you can find Bevo there as well at Beverly Moore. Be sure to find the Brewery Network on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. JP's an asshole. Just comes up my sky when